Hello kids, it's time to find the future. List off some methods and see if any suit you. Anti-vaxxers bringing back preventable disease. That's one way to bring the future to its knees. Like a time capsule android programmed to shoot you. That's one way to find the future. Future. To be honest, the anti-vac one was so good that there's really only space for one other method. Smash your smartphone and burn your computer. That's the way to find the future. Find the future. Welcome to Show to X. This future where we're fighting it. We're fighting, guys. Fight the future. Fight, fight. Fight the future. <laughs> Um, I'm Claire. <laughs> Joining me are my two uh, co-hosts, Brad and Tammy. <laughs> Yo. Hey. Hi. Hi, future. Hey, guys. <laughs> Fighting you. Uh, are you ready to fight the future? Oh, yeah. You guys? <laughs> to fight, fight, fight each other. <laughs> um, first of all, oh, boy. I've got to say thank you. Thank you to Chris for our amazing theme this week. Uh, Possibly amazing. the greatest theme ever. Indeed. And yeah. Tammy's tone. It's so good. So good. Um, and we have a special special guest, uh, which is Matt A. Yay! Yes. I'm back. <laughs> Matt Tried won our, uh, he's, he's a winner is what he is. Matt, you're a winner. True winner. Yes. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who writes fan fiction is a winner. Exactly! In their own way. Definitely. In their own special way. <sighs> Claire, what were your predictions and for Fight the Future? There was none, because it's a film, so there's no nothing on the menu. Whoa. Uh, mm. Me and Brad watched it together. We predicted that we were going to have a lot of fun. <laughs> and we did. <laughs> Good prediction, guys. Uh, Brad, what was in the movie theater or on TV that should have been in the movie theater? <laughs> Listen, I got a couple of things for you. First of all, let's talk about some other movies that were out at the time, if you didn't want to see The X-Files. Also opening that week was Mulan. Oh, I love Mulan! Yeah, well, um, that weekend... Uh, She's my Disney princess. Oh, it, it didn't do well didn't, at all. It did not no. do well. But I love The X-Files. I only saw Mulan, like, for the first time last year, well, so it was amazing. Um, also, uh, also uh, big, big films in the theater at the time, we got The Truman Show. Six Days, Seven Nights. Huh? A Perfect Murder Mm. with Sandra Bullock, which is the dumbest movie. It might be dumb for the X-Files. Can't Hardly Wait, Hope Floats, Godzilla, Deep Impact, The The Horse Whisperer, Dirty Work. Basically what we're saying is it was a harsh time for Mm. film. Uh, I love Can't Hardly Wait. I will watch it anytime, anyplace. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So do I. How about yep. Godzilla Deep Impact and the Horse Whisperer? No, also, I don't know any of those spoilers, uh, spoilers for our listeners uh, about, about the film that came out that week, Mulan. Uh, Mulan, uh, the Disney princess, happens to be a close personal friend of both Tammy and myself. Yes. <laughs> true, Tammy. It is. We have pictures with her. If you go down the list uh, far enough, you get to Species 2. Yeah. So uh, if you're going to watch an alien movie, maybe I, maybe watch Species 2. Oh, my gosh. Wait, uh, but guys, much more importantly, now, not at the same time, but uh, there were two Pretender movies, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> and when else are we going to have a chance to talk about them? So we're jumping ahead. Guys, the series, we've already ended the series, but we're coming back with two movies. Uh, when, when the X-Files series ended, it only came back with one movie after the show was over. Uh, so I think Pretender wins, obviously. Uh, <laughs> So, 2001 TV movie, um, The Pretender, <laughs> Island of the Haunted. Um, guys, if you don't know, by the way, uh, this is a little show and now a uh, film um, uh, about a guy that is so TV super franchise. smart that he's able to <laughs> pretend to have other jobs. And in this film, through a series of bizarre circumstances, Jared and Miss Parker find themselves trapped together on a strange island in a life and death situation. <laughs> <laughs> Out of which come some of the most important revelations about their pasts. <laughs> oh, sounds wow. fantastic. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. One day I shall uh, watch that. Definitely. Um, just on that tip. So last week after we finished recording, I'm on my computer. I'm just sitting there, you know, getting some work done. <laughs> and I look over and like I look and the Dropbox folder is got a thing. And I'm like, wait, I didn't put anything in Dropbox. What's this about? And there is a folder there that I had forgotten about. It is a shared folder uh, between a few people. Um, and there's a video file in there. I don't know what it is. I didn't put it there. <laughs> it, I'm like, this is kind of creepy. Um, don't remember anything about a video. It's been put in there like in the past few hours. Um, I open it up, and it's this like... It was old... a video of Brad sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> um it's like this creepy like surveillance footage and I'm like what the hell is this creepy thing this is very bizarre I don't know what this is and it's I'm 30 seconds in before I realize what I've got is the pilot to a little show called The Pretender uh, awesome so uh, shout out to awesome person that downloaded that and uh, might or might not have uh, completely legally put that in a folder um, super excited <laughs> nice so uh, my Tammy memory for the movie is um, uh, we've seen a lot of this before. It's called the end of season one, beginning of season two. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think it's only my memory. I'm starting to believe I made it up. So, <laughs> uh, so that's a thing. There's my memory for the movie. Mm -hmm. um, it would not be bees because bees are horrible. And um, I would avoid them at all costs. And cornfields are also horrible. I have only seen one cornfield in my entire life. And I was incredibly creeped out. So They're creepy. Yeah. So the worst things in this was movie. Was it because the, uh, the ghost of Ray Liotta like, came out of the cornfield <laughs> dressed in as a baseball guy? And you were like, ah! <laughs> um, that would have Go away, Shooter's well. Joe Jackson. <laughs> I mean, really, how many other uh, uh, how many other uh, grains do we make mazes out of? None. <laughs> so, um, it is it is time, guys, oh for the sixty second summary. Oh. Hey. <laughs> guys, uh, I, I nominate Matt. I feel like as a contest Matt. winner, I should be excluded from this. Oh no, 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 Matt, Matt, you got, you did the the contest winning fan fiction. Therefore, you are a master of words. Guys, <laughs> oh sure, fairly decide this, and that's to uh, um, use the amazing spinner at random.org, where all of our names are on the list. And I also hope it's not me. And click, 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 click. It's Matt! <laughs> Hooray! Congratulations, <laughs> You Matt. won again! <laughs> Perennial winner! You are a winner! 
Oh, um, as today's super winner, um, you're going to have 60 <laughs> seconds to summarize as much about this movie as possible without going over or ridiculously under because then you would be a chump. So please take a moment, collect your thoughts. Be a movie chump. Think about what happened. <laughs> Think about why it happened. Uh, who it happened to? What were they wearing? <laughs> Whatever you need, and you will be going in three, two, one, go. Well, a bomb threat was called into a federal building in Dallas, and Mulder and Scully are at a building across the street where Mulder finds a bomb, and we learn that the bomb uh, was set to cover up the existence of these bodies that were found uh, also in Texas. Uh, a boy and some firemen, they were infected with black oil. Turns out the black oil is causing them to uh, catch, become like uh, hosts for a new alien species. Uh, let's see, skip to the end. Um, <laughs> uh, there's bees and there's corn crops and the bees are, are, are being used to carry a virus into people and Scully gets stung by a bee and Mulder gets the vaccine from the well-manicured man and he goes to Antarctica or, or the Arctic, uh, either one, and uh, injects her. He falls down a hole and goes into a spaceship. He puts the vaccine in her, uh, saves her life, and uh, they catch a glimpse of a spaceship flying away and the X-Files are reopened and that was the X-Files movie. 59 seconds. Nice, oh. Matt. Nice. And you're right. You Nothing truly in the are a set. winner, Matt. You're <laughs> yeah. a winner. Hey, it's it's hard enough uh, an hour in, in, in a minute, but two hours in a minute? Come on. <laughs> you, you said all the most important oh, yeah. things. So, <laughs> all right. Matt, do you have any fun Also, facts FEMA's for us? the secret government. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. FEMA is the devil. Uh, okay, so. <laughs> is that when this started? Maybe. The method, as they call it. Though it was more so a germline procedure of singular metascientific complexity, had been given to them by the alien colonists as a quid pro quo. The syndicate would help them to create a population of alien hybrids who would hide in plain sight, cloned from human ova and alien biomaterial. So there would be a clone race immune to the effects of the black oil when the return to the planet began. For this, the syndicate would be sequestered, granted a sort of immunity or asylum, given a place in the grander scheme. They were the Vichy government to the German final solution, collaborationists whose motivation was simple, self-directed survival. These cloning operations were spread across the country, the cataloging and record-keeping done through a complex intra-institutional system that connected to every branch of government, from the Social Security Administration to the Department of Defense. The operation, under the working title Purity Control, had been launched in 1948 its original conception, the brainchild of German scientists given immunity themselves from war crimes and allowed to continue the eugenic experiments that were Hitler's dark legacy. The syndicate had begun as a subset of a shadow intelligence agency whose original orders were to create plausible denial and an effective cover-up of purity control. But through 50 years, numerous U.S. and U.N. administrations, the principles began to wrest control accumulating power and influence across international borders. Such that by 1990, the operation ceased to have a member accountable to any one government, and whose only orders would be taken from a man named Struckhold, a German industrialist who had fled his homeland to northern Africa. These men, whose knowledge and access provided control of a foreseeable future, had in spite of this everything to lose. Their secret work, the cloning preparations and the cataloging, constituted their greatest vulnerability, exposure, their detection would ensure not just their own demise, but a far-reaching dissolution of social and religious order around the globe. To protect against this, 
The Syndicate employed methods of disinformation, using covert government programs that had been regrettably discovered as a kind of smokescreen. A dodge or blind where the transgressions of Congress accountable agencies served to hide their own more odious undertaking. They had even at times used the UFO phenomenon to create an hysteria that science and the intelligentsia denounced so completely as to make belief and believers seem ridiculous and completely discreditable. They had also, in a crisis, used a tool of the colonists themselves, alien bounty hunters who policed the cloning operations and enforced rule on the countdown to colonization. A double-edged sword whose cold-blooded tactics could help to stem a leak or threat, but who also kept watch on the syndicate. A threat in itself, as the syndicate had something to hide that not even the colonists knew of, a vaccine against the black oil, an inoculant against the substance in which the alien life force was held. In fact, the very medium of the life force itself. To guard this secret was perhaps even more critical than the truth of the existence of alien life and of colonization. If the Syndicate's own secret vaccine were discovered, a vaccine that would make themselves immune from the effects of the black oil, they would certainly be destroyed and the timetable for colonization stepped up. They would protect this secret with their lives. They would kill to protect it, as it symbolized the only hope they had of avoiding enslavement when the planet was overtaken. That they had been able to, over decades, conduct their work on the vaccine undetected was a result of a code among the Syndicate members that put honor and the future above personal politics. But now this code was beginning to break down, an incipient scramble for power beginning to develop, a threat from within that doubled the threat from without, from Agents Mulder and Scully and the X-Files. Is that what all the people Maybe FEMA will be in a donut shop next week. Mm. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Matt, do you have fun facts for us? Uh, here's a fun fact. I saw this movie in the theater twice. Wow. Why? Cool. Is that fun? <laughs> Sad. Wait, wait, wait I like well, this movie. I have, I have to say, I did, I, 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 I did enjoy it more the second time I watched it, guys. <laughs> Spoilers for my rating. <laughs> Or maybe it was just Brad that, you know, brought things down. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, because I enjoyed this much more um, thinking about it after the fact than I did watching it. <laughs> yeah, all week Brad was like, we been watching the movie, we need to talk about the movie. <laughs> it's so insane. Now, uh, when you're judging the quality of the movie, you're comparing it to other movies or other episodes of the X-Files? Or other yeah. mythology episodes uh, of the X-Files? All of the above? Yeah. Mm. It's. I don't know if I really thought about it as a movie, only because I'm watching yeah. it at home like I'm watching yeah. every episode. I can say, for me, I felt like the movie went along at a really good clip. Like, before I knew it, I was like, oh, we're almost done. Awesome. Because at first I was like, oh my god, this is two hours. <laughs> did it feel like a movie production-wise, filming-wise, or did it just feel like an extra-long episode I, of the show? Uh... Go ahead. I think it felt like a movie because we had yeah. the explosion at the start, which I thought was pretty impressive for, you know, for, for what they did. And the, it, there was obviously different locations. Like it wasn't they, it wasn't like they were saying, oh, we're in Texas. And you're like, no, that's Vancouver. Um, you know, it was, and then we're in the desert at the end. It was nice to see sort of different places. And they had like the big set of the spaceship or whatever at the end. You know what I mean? It definitely felt like a, a movie rather than. Yeah, it had it had scale. TV series, and I think yeah. that's why I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, and why I saw it in the theater twice because I thought, oh, this is, these have my favorite characters, and it's a it's a big thing. 
Um, we were missing Crychek. I think I confused the first time. Yes, we were missing Crychek. Yes, yes. I think and I the plot makes no sense, but the first we'll talk about that later. Because, um, yeah, because they, they it, it, like, I mean, this is, again, sort of skipping a lot ahead. But Brad and I, the first time were like, and I still think this, is that they were just like throwing sort of everything at the movie because we go from black oil. So we were like, oh, it's going to be about black oil. And then it went to like greys, um, which we'll talk about later because that was weird and then then it moved to the bees and we were like they just it just felt like they were throwing everything mythology at it and i was expecting like are they going to throw in samantha as well but um it kind of made a bit more sense the second time as to how they were linking them all together but it still doesn't make a ton of sense but i sort of got what they were going for i think Claire, I think, um, fun fact, here we go, um, I think what would make more of a sense of it is, clear if you had the soundtrack, and you, uh, I was just about to say. Yeah, and you, if you get to the end of the, the, the last track, if you wait 10 minutes and 13 seconds, um, <laughs> really? you yes. get Chris Carter explaining, uh, the mythology of the X-Files for four minutes. What? In a ridiculously wow. nonsensical, pretentious, douchey, oh. insane rambling. I wonder I was gonna what's going to happen. I going to put that online for you, but you must have found it. Oh, yes. I wonder what's going to happen in our <laughs> podcast at 10 minutes, 13 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> FEMA comes and gets us. <laughs> I, like, I really do wonder if this was like the beginning of the FEMA conspiracies. Like, it all that, did all that actually start from X-Files? <laughs> Is that the legacy of X-Files? Crazy internet cranks talking about FEMA? I don't think so. I think that created the X-Files. So there were FEMA conspiracies before the X-Files? I think there were just government is scary because we don't understand it. Yeah, Therefore, but it's like, bad. Specifically about FEMA because there's so much of that now. You know, I tried to look up FEMA conspiracies oh, and it's <laughs> first time directed toward uh, Alex Jones's website mm-hmm. where it talks about, you know, it's not FEMA. It's the CDC you should be scared of. Wow. You should be scared of neither. (laughs) (laughs) Should be scared of Tammy. (laughs) That's just a tip from me to you. (laughs) Yeah, if you're not already scared of me, well, Mm. (laughs) then I'm winning. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just uh, look up FEMA secret government. I'm good. (laughs) And you will will find some fun stuff. You've got to realize... Um, it's all part of the conspiracy. FEMA is the government. If that if that doesn't make blatantly obvious sense to you, then you're living your life wrong. <laughs> that is Silence, Conjura. Back oh. to the internet with you. Farewell. Um. So, yeah, I'm. Let's get into this movie because I kind of really want to try and understand as best I can mm-hmm. the mythology. I was. I did talk to Brad a little bit, and I kind of feel like everything we knew about the mythology, we should just throw out, and this is what the mythology is now. Yeah. So. Yeah. But I still, in the context of this movie, and even after listening to Chris Carter explain it for four minutes three times, it still doesn't make any damn sense whatsoever. <laughs> um, I also was able to update a little bit on my Peeps in the X-Files <laughs> spreadsheet. Oh, including adding people like Kurtzwell, who I just have friends with Bill Mulder, and he pees in alleys. So that's, <laughs> that's all I have. <laughs> so, and Strughold, who I kept um, calling Slugworth, because mm-hmm. he's a bad man. So, <laughs> and, 
trying to steal Mulder's everlasting gobstopper. <laughs> exactly. And but I couldn't really think of his name, so I kept thinking, oh, it's Slugworth. And then I'm like, that can't be his name. That can't possibly be his name. So <laughs> I wish it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, crossover character. Anyway, <laughs> he's always a bad guy. All right, so let's get started with this movie. We start off in North Texas in 35,000 BC. As you do. Okay. Uh, when... Already, me and Brad were like, is this the right film? Like, the cavemen running around? What's going on? Is this 2001? Why are we starting with cavemen? Yeah. They're uh, cavemen in the snowstorm in Texas, and um, they're following some kind of footprints or something into a cave, and they end up coming across, like, one of their cavemen friends in ice, which I was thinking, well, that makes sense. I mean, it is a snowstorm outside. Maybe he was just in ice. <laughs> I don't know. Um, they also <laughs> made fire, which I thought was fun. And uh, then they find oh, can a, I add a note? alien. Go Sorry, ahead. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip Please. back, Tammy. No, that's okay. <laughs> I I really like this. I really like the sultry black oil credits. <laughs> There's like black oil going. <laughs> And then the name of the X-Files appears. And I was like, I quite like those sultry credits. <laughs> I enjoyed them. Yeah, it was... Uh, I was kind of like, what is going on with these credits? But then I'm like, well, I mean, I guess it makes sense. It obviously would be different than the TV show. But um, I was a little confused by the credits myself. I was just like, okay, <laughs> that was different. Um, but yeah, so they stabbed the alien who was frightening for me. I did not enjoy creepy monster aliens. This is my biggest complaint with this movie and I know we gotta make it a movie so we gotta make it exciting for a movie audience. But like all of a sudden in this movie the aliens are just straight up monsters. Like scary yeah. gonna get you monsters. Like I don't feel like anybody's making deals colony deals with We've these aliens. We've not seen them like that before. No. No. No, um, yeah, because later on we saw the aliens also are able to just grow fingernails, like, mm -hmm. <laughs> out of nowhere. It's like, ah! Um, but yeah, so this one, they stab it, and the black oil comes out. Um, if anybody was following me on Twitter last night, I was live-tweeting. I was, was super excited about seeing black oh, oil. Nice. <laughs> um, well, well, we do know that like, there are different well, alien sure, races. Um, yes, that's what I, that's what so I was right. Possibly yeah. the aliens they're making a deal with uh, are not the black oil aliens. Right. Which is that already, it already seemed like that was like a yeah. separate thing, except then it, as the movie goes on and they explain more, it gets more confusing and muddled. Yeah. I, I mean, but I, it was, I it was that... hard to decide, like it was hard to work out. Sorry, Tammy, whether no, that's okay. it, the, this alien is the black oil alien, so it's bleeding the black oil because me and Brad were confused about this. Or if it's an alien that is, per you know, like if, if it's the source of the black oil or if it actually is another alien that's possessed by it. Right. Yeah, I didn't, I, I wasn't sure that would make sense too, but I kind of was with you, Matt. I just assume maybe this is a different species of alien, but. But anyway, we'll go yeah, when, when we, when get, we get, to get to the there, later exactly. parts. It but, starts to fall apart. Yeah, because that's kind of what I thought too. Yeah. Was like, oh, this must be just a different kind of alien. But I did like the fact that it bled the black oil. I yeah. was like, okay, that's that's awesome, and I was very excited to see the black oil because I kind of assumed we'd see Crycheck, but uh, I was wrong. Uh, so then we're in North Texas present day with Brad's favorite children this ever. This is my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I love these herd a hat a dirt water kids. <laughs> oh, bro, 
me. Let's fall. Let's, oh no, you down in the hole. Where, what you doing down in the hole? Where I found an alien skull. I found a human skull down in the hole. I'm a, throw that skull up here. No, I'm gonna keep it. That's my skull. I'm gonna keep a human skull. What is wrong with these fuckers? <laughs> now the kid that falls down the hole that's Lucas Black he played Caleb in American yeah. Gothic and then his uh, the main kid at the top was also yeah, on American Kendrick. Gothic playing his friend in that so oh. so they're together forever is what you're talking about <laughs> they're TV BFFs <laughs> <laughs> I really was kind of concerned that this child found a human skull and was excited yeah. about finding human <laughs> I, Seriously. And so when he got attacked by the black oil, I was like, good, probably better for society that, you, <laughs> that you're being taken wow. from the oil. <laughs> because you're obviously <laughs> going to be some kind of serial killer. Definitely. The X-Files uh, kills a kid in the first five minutes and Tammy is cool with it. <laughs> Is that a shock to anyone? Probably not. Mm, no. <laughs> Tammy's like, I'm on board with this movie. I'm I on found a skull in the dirt water. Got the dirt water on a skull. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it. Also, um, this was the return of the plinky plonky um, tombs music, <laughs> which was nice. Mark Snow brought it back because it was like. Mark Snow did all the things in this movie. Was I want to talk about like, <laughs> it comes up a thousand times. Is there's this weird sound effect, but it, like it seems completely ripped off of um, the George C. Scott Christmas Carol Ghost yeah. of Christmas Future sound. <laughs> like it is the same sound, and it, it, it comes up like five or six times in this movie, and it's amazing. Oh my gosh, it's so <laughs> so. Uh, we see that the fire when, when the, the when the the truck sort of started to pull up. Sorry, Tammy. No. I, it, there was some music, and it sounded like the start of the Ghostbusters theme, so it sounded like it was going to go into... Bah, 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 and I was like, waiting for it. And I rewound it a few times. It just sounded like the start as it's going into the Ghostbusters theme. It made me happy. Some of the music from this shows up in uh, the last two episodes of last season. Just, uh, oh. I guess, because they had already completed the music. That makes sense, yeah. So mm-hmm. they just put it in yeah. that. So you actually hear a couple tracks of it, like in Folly Adieu and the, la- uh, the finale. Um, so we also see the fire chief there and then Braunschweig get out of the helicopter and, um, basically saying to just, I guess, (laughs) I love that the fire chief has his, has his mouth open. He is the definition of a slack job. Yeah. Yeah. It's just hanging open. I'm that actor. That's how he's been in the show. Everything. So, yeah. 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 What about my man? Yeah. TC! <laughs> Come back, TC. TC! TC! We're TC! Yeah. TC, we're going coon hunting later. Where are you? And then we go uh, <laughs> to a federal building one week later. And um, we come across who I thought for sure was Peter Watts. But apparently yes. it's not. <laughs> um, it's, it's Jerry Watts. It's Peter Watts' brother. It's, yeah, it's his brother. <laughs> oh. Hey, Jerry. <laughs> so it it really confused me. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I tweeted that I was confused. Not as a joke. I was really confused. I was like, what is going on? Why? I didn't understand. As someone who is kind of like one of the main guys in one of their current television shows, why they put him in the movie... Because mm. nobody watched Millennium. <laughs> Shut your oh. mouth, Matt! <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, 
Wow. It had like a third of the audience that the X Files had. Uh, fuck people. Oh, <laughs> fuck people. Yeah, exactly. That. Like you're watching the wrong show, dummies. <laughs> you're watching the wrong show. <laughs> Just wait till this one's over and then watch TV. <laughs> so we have uh, Scully and Mulder, and I guess they're in the wrong building, and there's. <laughs> I don't know. They have little mini monologues. Like, I can't even seriously <laughs> figure out what they were saying. Seriously, just dropping some expositions. Yeah, I had to go back and like reread things. I was like, what happened? What are they talking about? But they really weren't talking about much, to be Tell, honest. Tell, don't show. Other... Tell, don't show. Yeah. I, actually, I, I did like that about the movie. There were plenty of parts in the movie that were completely void of dialogue. Mm-hmm. And just actiony, and I was like, "Awesome! That's what I wish the show would be as well." Yeah, because <laughs> those parts I thought were excellent. I don't think there was a single monologue. A little it bit of voice like, over at the end, but yeah, they, these were like mini monologues where they talked for way too long when yeah. they probably could have just used one sentence. Oh, the worst one was uh, Mulder at the bar, but uh, yeah, yes, you, you gotta yeah. you gotta set stuff up, and I think they they for for the non X Files audience, but. I think yeah. they did a decent yeah, job. It's, it's not as bad. It's, it's never going to be good when you have to have the exposition. Yeah. So basically, we I mean, what did you think of uh, Mulder's panic face? I want to know. I, I didn't notice a difference. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the point. I think, yeah, I think that was a joke. At going, I can't act. Oh, yes. my gosh. Um, yeah. So. Uh, Basically, they end up going into the vending room to get, um, or they think they're. Well, no, Mulder's genie is is in full force in this episode, in this episode, in this movie, because like Mulder goes straight to the vending room when there's thirteen minutes or whatever, just as the shifty guy is leaving after planting the bomb there, and goes to the exact vending machine that the the bomb is in. There's a few vending machines the um the brand what is it cool drinks vending machine or whatever it's called cold drinks um <laughs> he goes straight to it this is the genie genie is yeah. proven here the, the genie sent him to that building oh yeah have, yeah yeah i just love it it's like okay there's there's a bomb we've been sent to investigate um Mulder of, of his own accord decides to look in the other building first yes. of all like um how about listen i get you know you want to check out everything but are there enough people covering the other building? <laughs> because, I mean, there's an actual bomb threat there. I mean, I, I think it's a great idea. Send some extra people to go check out another building. But you can't just, like, violate orders on your own whim and look at another building. <laughs> if the bomb had been in the first building, fuck you. And I did like that. So they got reassigned to, what, the bomb squad? Like, what area of the FBI didn't Mulder and Scully get reassigned to? The terrorism unit? Like, I wasn't sure where they got reassigned to. I just assume that they're trying to kill them off. So they're like, yeah. oh, there's a bomb. Let's send Mulder yes. and Scully to go find it. <laughs> nice. Um, so, yeah. So Mulder goes to get a drink. He cannot get out of the room. And he figures out that there's a bomb in there. Uh, also, even though the vending machine is unplugged, its light is still on. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> it's magic. Because it is a ghost one. Yeah. Yeah. Get your bomb lights on. And um, I thought it was interesting. Scully's cell phone number was 555-0113 instead of 1013. But I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I wonder why they didn't just use 1013. 
so close. Hmm. Maybe that's Moda's number. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> yeah, probably. You can, you, you can have Scully's number be 1013. It's true. She doesn't even have a penis. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah. So, Mulder has a Mulder-sized freakout. Uh, <laughs> counting down on the... Um, on the bomb and trying to get somebody in there. Uh, they got 10 minutes clear at the building. Scully takes fucking charge. And I it's love amazing. this. Yeah. So yeah. good. Yeah. God, she's hot. I was like, yes, you take charge. Scully, you take charge. <laughs> um, also, just as a side note, um, not in the bomb squad jacket or the FBI jacket, but later on through the, ep- uh, I was going to say episode, through the movie, uh, they put Jillian Anderson in more form-fitting clothes, and I really, really hope that carries over to the next season. Yes. Because yes. she looks amazing in clothes that fit her. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. Though, though some of the clothing, I, stu- I still do not understand what it is. Oh, I don't know what it is, but it fits her well. It fits her, yeah. yeah I and, and that's <laughs> a huge improvement right. over tent but clothes. I do remember there was like a 15-minute period where me and Claire were trying to decide if it was a jacket or a dress yes. or what it was. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to get to that because I don't remember <laughs> noticing that. Um, So... I'm just going to call him Peter Watts. I know he's not. His name is Jerry Watts. Uh, Sorry, sorry, Jerry Watts. So Jerry Watts comes in and basically orders Mulder and Scully out of there. Um, By the way, guys, did you recognize in this scene when Jerry Watts comes in, another uh, friend of uh, Intro to X is in this scene. Brad, did you spot him? Oh, no, I missed it. I only noticed the second time. I didn't notice the first time. Well, the first sort of FBI guy that runs in the room and then is kind of kneeling next to Jerry Watts. And then as they leave, he says, come on, let's go. Is our little friend uh, uh, Jason Begay from Monkey Shines. Oh. David Duchovny got his little pal in the movie. <laughs> his monkey oh, shining. Oh, around. it is. Hey, look at that. A straight yeah. up old fresh monkey shine. Like, oh, look at him. We were monkey shines. <laughs> I didn't recognize where this happened. We were monkey shines. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and then we see that uh, Jerry Watts is not even really trying to defuse the bomb. He's just sitting there, which is kind of an odd choice. However, later on, we find out that it was set up there to cover up. I mean, it's an alien I, I still don't get why he stays. Like, I still don't get. Well, they don't. Why they don't understand they, why. He, I. They don't ever explain why he's the one that was yeah. chosen to do that. But obviously, he was put there to make sure everyone was out that needed to be out and not to defuse the bomb. I and mean, to let it go off. Just, just like his brother Peter, mm-hmm. who's like way too like into the Millennium Group, and is like, yeah, I'll go kill some Nazis for the Millennium Group. Yeah, whatever. It's for Jesus Wood. Got it. <laughs> um, like. Like, Jerry Watts also is like, oh, yeah, the FBI wants me to stand here and watch a bomb blow up so that we can get rid of alien evidence. I guess I could leave, but no, I'll just hang out. Cool. Yeah. That family, like, I feel sorry for Peter's daughters because, like, yikes. <laughs> I feel like they're going to end up in some abusive relationships. <laughs> I don't I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand why he had to die, though, because he could literally have stayed there. The bomb goes off. Everything goes as planned. He could have stayed there until there's a couple of minutes to go and then been like, oh, I can't defuse it. Yeah. And then he'd still be alive. Yeah. Yeah. That it. I, I mean, again, they don't explain why he was the one chosen, but I just assume maybe he screwed somebody over. And so they were like, oh, no, you're staying there. <laughs> I, I think it was because, like, you know, they were afraid that Mulder, because Mulder found it and they didn't want him to find it. And they're yeah. like, ah, oh, that asshole's going to come in here and try to fucking defuse this bomb. <laughs> so they're like, all right, I've got to wait till the last minute. 
um, and figure out he's got he's got in his mind just enough time to get out of there. But Mulder wouldn't leave the room. And he's like, <laughs> just get out. Get out. You're, yeah, he cost him like a good time. 15, 20 seconds. So Mulder, again, is the cause of someone else's death. <laughs> it's very possible. Slash uh, probable. Slash Claire is uh, fighting the future again. Hi, Claire. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this thing from uh, Will on Facebook. He okay. says, I want Scully to boss me around like she did to those men when she was getting the building evacuated. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it was the best. And then Nutty says, that was seriously hot, Will. It was. Love Scully. True. It, it really... I, I didn't realize it would get that hot in this movie. <laughs> but uh, it did. I was uh, pretty excited about it. Um, okay, so... Claire. Hello. Quit fighting the future and get on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. When you when you got to fight the future, you got to fight the future, you know? When you get the call. <laughs> when Doc Brown appears in, in her... DeLorean, because it's Doc My- uh, Moira Brown. Uh, You've got you to jump in there and go with her. Nice. nice. Whew. Okay, so next scene, we are at the FBI headquarters. Um, we meet uh, Cassidy, who is one of the, I don't know, I guess another assistant director. I don't even know who she is. It's Gwyneth Paltrow's mom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it is. It's Blythe Denner. Yeah. Um, so she is interviewing Mulder and Scully separately, or she's supposed to be, but they, don't they keep walking in on each other's interviews? Well, Mulder shows up late, and they're like, um, you came late, so you have to wait outside. (laughs) It's like, alright. Cool, I guess. As as they allow him to stand there long enough to hear about the fact that the the three firemen from Dallas and a boy was in the building. I still don't understand why Mulder and Scully are getting the blame for this. Yeah, this... It doesn't make they they saved more people than were killed because <laughs> everyone in that building would have been killed if they didn't clear the building. Yeah, if there hadn't, if there was like, because they were the like, they, they were at the wrong building. Like correct, yeah. So like, if they were at the right building, no one would have been saved. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, I just feel like if you want to like engineer a conspiracy to like shut down Mulder and Scully, like I understand there's people that are looking to take them down, but like this one, there's no way. There's too many people that know what they did. Mm. You can't use this against them. You can use, like, you uh, go after them for, like, um, disobeying orders. Like, um, yes, mm-hmm. we understand you saved lives and you found the bomb. Um, that's great. But why weren't you at the vector of the building you were supposed to be at? Yeah. Get Monkey Shines Man to be your uh, witness. Yeah. And he'll say that Jerry Watts, you know, told you to leave. He was yeah. there. Or even better, like, yeah, have, have like, a... Have like a monkey shiner coming and being like, uh, yeah, um, yeah, Jerry Watts found the bomb and these guys were in the way and they weren't even where they were supposed to be at. Like, like lie, lie, yeah, because, do something. Yeah. So the thing is, it's not like Mulder and Scully are professional like bomb diffuser people. Like, yeah, they, right. that's they can't do that. So they really shouldn't have been in there at all. If anything, they stayed probably, you know, like we said earlier, like twenty seconds too long. So I, I don't. I didn't understand. I, don't un- I didn't understand it. No. Yeah. Um, also, we get the return of Mulder eating sunflower seeds uh, in last scene and this scene, which we actually haven't seen him eat very much. He was th- when he was emptying his pockets at the vending machine. He was throwing gross oh, yeah. over yeah, the which floor. Is I was like, Ugh. seriously. I yeah. mean, yeah. Whoa, but I, I feel like the last time we saw him eat them were like in the Bad Blood episode, right? They don't. Yeah, they just don't so. have him eat them as much as they did in season one. Maybe. Again, guys, this that's could be called going character back growth. To... 
<laughs> or maybe David Jacoby's like, well, don't let me eat these things. They're gross. Yeah. Ugh. Getting um, my mouth cut up by these weird, salty, sharp objects. Yeah. Uh, I was happy to see Skinner. Um, I do not feel like they use Skinner enough in this movie. No, he mostly gives furtive glances in this movie. Yeah, that's about <laughs> it. But he gives good furtive glances. So. does. Yeah. But I love he comes out and talks to Mulder and is like, hey... Listen, she's she's fighting for a career. What the fuck are you doing? He's <laughs> just like an asshole. That's my lady. <laughs> That's basically the conversation, right? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, and then the beginning of the movie, they're splitting them up again. That's what they it should have been you, not Jerry. You should have stayed in that sending machine. Jerry was a good man. He had a skinny mustache, but he was a good man. <laughs> You're not fit to get Jerry Watts coffee. <laughs> Oh. oh, Jerry Watts. Oh, I love him. Uh, but yeah, so they're they're splitting them up, and <laughs> oh, so sad. Uh, <laughs> and then Mulder's supposed to be up, and good luck. See you, bye. <laughs> so then the next scene, we are at Casey's bar in uh, DC, and Mulder's being followed by Bella Lugosi from Edward, who's sitting <laughs> at the bar. <laughs> Hello, Mulder. <laughs> Oh. Seems like a nice bar. Yeah. Seems like a kind of Washington, D.C. kind of... Georgetown. Georgetown bar, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, the bartender asks Mulder what he does, and we get a little expedition. Ugh. Exposition, not an expedition. <laughs> Later on, we go on an expedition. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, except that the bathroom's out of order. <laughs> Never mind, oh, I don't yeah. want to go there. Uh. <laughs> Whoa. Um, I get propositioned by Bella Lugosi in the back alley, Matt. <laughs> Which is honestly what Brad and I thought for a minute. I know I'm skipping ahead. But when he's like, did you want something? And then he's like, yeah. And then he just whips out his penis. We were like, whoa, what's yeah. going on? Yeah. His yank is what uh, he called it. Yeah. Holding <laughs> your yank. Never heard uh, that before. Get the return of Spooky Mulder, which I wanted to uh, punch somebody. Seriously. Um. So, <laughs> yeah. And so then we meet Kurtzwell outside, and that's when I was like, oh, and he pees in alleys. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um. <laughs> fun fact. Um. Uh, so Mulder is like apparently pissing on an Independence Day poster. <laughs> oh, really? And I read on Wikipedia that this is because Chris Carter hates Independence Day and thinks it's what? terrible. And I'm like, Chris Carter, um, listen, Independence Day is garbage? <laughs> yes, it's garbage. Absolutely. And it's got Jeff Goldblum in it, so. It's ridiculous garbage, but it's a fun ride. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I think that's what it's supposed to be. I don't think it's yeah. supposed to be anything serious. Yeah, well, stop getting your heckles up about Independence Day, Chris Carter of the X-Files. <laughs> <laughs> so we find out Kurtzweil is, Kurtzweil is a doctor. He was also, um friends with Bill Mulder and he basically tells Mulder that the bomb was set off on purpose. Yes. Okay, uh-huh. so let's talk about this. Who who showed up to take those bodies away? The in the black helicopters. It was FEMA, right? The secret government. They put it mm-hmm. in the FEMA offices into the building. But if they're the secret government, then why is the syndicate having to blow up the bodies? Because no, isn't the syndicate <laughs> the secret secret government? Yeah. And why they calling a bomb secret, threat ac- across the at the other building. Why even call in a bomb threat? Yeah. yeah. And if you have the means to no get idea. inside that building and you're you're the all-powerful syndicate, why do you have to blow up the building? Why not just get in there a little stealthy? 
stealthily. Why, why not even take? Why even take the bill? The bodies to a building? Why don't just? Yeah. Why take the? Yeah. Why take the bodies if those are your body? Why? Why take the bodies that you, that and put them in your place and then blow up the building to cover up your stuff? And then it turns out they still didn't destroy the bodies because they're at the naval base. Yeah, because they're at the morgue. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I, uh, <laughs> I, oh. <laughs> Listen, Independence Day is a terrible movie. <laughs> um, but like, okay, can we just go back to this like dude like, of pissing like on the side of the building, like if if you if you come out and someone's pissing on the side of a building. And you dare to have a conversation with them. And then you're like, hey, I'm going to piss on a building, too. Um, <laughs> listen, I understand Dave Duchovny is gross and Fox Mulder is gross. But run, <laughs> run, 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 run. Like, I don't care what he has to say. He thinks it's OK to, like, urinate on a building with me. <laughs> like, well, Tammy and I can't speak for this because we don't have a tendency to go around pissing on buildings, do we, Tammy? No, not usually. No. <laughs> yeah. I know what you boys do. <laughs> oh, I don't like it when people talk to me in the bathroom, even in a public bathroom. Well, yeah. Like I'm at the yeah, urinal or something. Weird. Don't don't talk to me. Let's wait till we're outside. This is not a good place to have conversations. No conversations. Yeah. No uh, conversations in the bathroom. I feel like the worst is nowadays when I go into a public restroom and people are on their cell phones in yeah. the public restroom. Ooh. Get yeah. off your goddamn That's phone. Always... It's it's the yeah. potty. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. You can't you can't do it. You cannot. If I if I was on the phone and I heard that someone was in a restroom, I'm going to burn my phone and never speak <laughs> to them again. Um, also, I have a theory about Kurtzwell and Bill Mulder because mm-hmm. Kurtzwell says that back in the Department of State, we were what you called fellow travelers. I think they are in league with the little traveler. <laughs> and maybe so. that's how they got uh, mm. Mulder's genie power. Oh well, I have a I have a, a question in relation to the episode travelers, which is, like, when they're sitting in the little booth later, is that the same booth that Arthur Dale's like Yellow Eyed Demon Arthur Dale's and Young Mulder were sitting in, like in that episode travelers? Because it looked familiar, like the the booth and the way it was set up. I wondered if it was the same location. It might have been. I mean, I don't. No, I don't know if it was. I haven't. Bar. Like, yeah, it's just it's a traveler Sorry? bar. That's it's a bar for travelers. <laughs> the little tra- the little travelers. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We see the the sign, and it's called the traveler bar, and the little traveler is like in like a little uh, neon lights. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone from creepy to adorable, and like just <laughs> over a couple episodes. <laughs> what if Kurtzwell is Mulder's real father? <laughs> Kurtzwell, George, like, Bill, he's, they've he's all... full of conspiracy theories, super kooky, pisses on buildings. <laughs> like, I mean, yes. It makes sense. What if we saw meat sunflower seeds? It'd be all over. <laughs> okay. Uh, sorry. So the next scene is in Scully's apartment. Uh, so, and again, Mulder shows up in like the middle of the night, I guess. In Scully's yeah. apartment. Oh. Uh, at least he knocked on the door this time and he didn't just show up, which is creepy. And is like not just sitting there in the dark. He's like, quick, late night autopsy, Scully. She's like, oh. Yeah, Yeah. get dressed. I'll explain on the way. So now we are in North Texas and we see um, a hive of activities. (laughs) Ha ha, guys. Anyway. Uh (laughs) Oh. 
so there's these large white tented domes and uh, I don't even know. There's just a- Did it make anyone else think of E.T.? Yeah, because yeah. it, it was the biggest moon ever. <laughs> yes. It also, well, also when you have the little kids on their new bikes, they're like, oh yeah, and they're riding their little bikes. And it, they look like the kids out of ET. I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, we do notice cigarette smoking man is there, George. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so um, he walks towards the tents, and when they're in the tents, they basically go over to. A body. <laughs> well, he tells that that uh, Braunschweig guy or whatever. Well, you know who he is, don't you, Tammy? That who? guy. No. He's Dale out of The Walking Dead. Oh, is he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I guess I should. I can't, his name's Jeffrey Demun, and he's in like all of Frank Darabont stuff. And he was Dale in The Walking Dead. In, like, the first I guess I just didn't really pay seasons. attention to him that much. Well, he didn't have a beard in this. He does have the crazy eyebrows. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, he's got the crazy eyebrows. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Braunschweig shows, uh, George, basically the most disgusting body that I almost threw Ugh. up a bit, that has, like, an alien inside of it. Oh, it was like a gentleman. And this, <laughs> this really reminded me of two things. First of all, it reminded me of the pilot episode of Fringe, in which the whole thing is that these people get infected with something. So I don't know if this is Fringe doing a homage to the, the X-Files, but the people get infected with something and they become like gelatinous and see-through kind of like these bodies and it, it really reminded me of it uh, and also it reminded me of those little uh, uh, <laughs> those bodies those alien bodies that rule in the room you know the pregnant women in the crazy david lynch yeah. room that i was saying looked like they were candy bodies and i was like oh it's like a little jelly body oh with a little jelly alien inside <laughs> so yeah yeah i just you could also have one of these on your halloween table as a tasty snack <laughs> Gross. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, and I just was kind of well. Obviously, we see that George was very concerned about this uh, revelation. Uh, mm-hmm. Had no clue that aliens were inside of bodies. And Braunschweig said that um, the developing organism is using his life energy, digesting bones and tissue, and <laughs> they've just slowed the process down. So I didn't understand who the who this one was like who this person was apparently not someone know. blown up in the building mm. I, I think it's the i think it's tc <laughs> I think they, they didn't get him out of the hole so they had to go down there and find him oh look tc fell down the dirt water hole poor tc i'm so confused it's like i'm like all right so Black oil can either, like, possess people and, like, uh, or now it can, like, eat you and then, like, use you to turn you and make a jelly baby monster. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right, cool. Are these different black oils? Like, what's happening? Yeah, I was, mm, I... (laughs) Maybe because this is a more primitive black oil? Because it was, was it lying dormant? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Underground. It's the underground black oil. So <laughs> it's wh- on the black market just, black it's, oil. It's so vastly different from the other black oil. Yes. Well, I mean, I and again, we know that black oil affects different people different ways. Because some people right. it doesn't affect at all. Uh, uh, cough, cough, molder, yeah, molder. Um, <laughs> um, so, um, and I was really thrown off because I didn't understand what happened. And I was like, well, I thought all the bodies burned. So was the burning of the body, like, made the alien, like, 
I don't know, activate it somehow. And so if they don't get burned, the black oil just takes them over. But if they do get burned, then it becomes a host body. I, I was, but apparently it was just you something. Gotta, you got to cook it. Yeah, I, I just think this was TC. Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, it's TC. just a different Aww. person. But it was, at first my mind was racing. Going, yeah. I don't, what? <laughs> I'm supposed what about to be my out. man? Yeah. What about TC? Not <laughs> TC. <laughs> Uh, so the next scene, we're in Montgomery Cal- County, Maryland, um, and we're in the morgue, at a Mulder uh, arguing with a clerk, <laughs> just being a dick to yeah. some random guy that works there, um, who's just trying to stop Mulder from going in because Mulder probably should not be there. Right. Um, he's doing his job. <laughs> so, but Mulder tells him, listen, son, we don't have time to dick around. Oh, come on, Mulder. <laughs> Oy. And Scully still has no idea why they're there. Nope, no, because they don't talk in car rides no. unless the camera's on them. <laughs> are they, are they only talking like Chris Carter monologues, and they just like tune it out? <laughs> so they never pay attention to when they're talking. <laughs> uh, so Mulder's looking for one of the guys who died in the fire and looking for cause of death. And it says, so when they lift it up, this guy is also disgusting jelly. Oh, so disgusting. Yeah. And, and Scully, like, properly squidges his chest and stuff. And I was uh, like, Whoa. yeah, Whoa, stop touching it. Now, who's um, this guy? Who's this guy? <laughs> no clue. And there's some kind of cellular breakdown is what Scully says. And, um... She does, like, start autopsying this guy and talks about, like, oh, the bones are different and this and that. But I swear that's what Tushai did to people. Didn't Virgil and Tushai, isn't mm-hmm. that what ended up happening when he sucked the fat out of people? Didn't their bones also kind of, like, turn to jelly? I think so. I can't remember. I, Is that I what happened to Oblong? I think so. I think you're right. So I'm just, like, thinking, but you have seen this before. Yeah. I mean, granted, two totally different things, and they're trying to make this very different, but I'm like, but we've used the same effect before. Only because I love the episode yeah. <laughs> Too Shy. Because <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, Oblong. Yeah. Oh, this, oblong. Just, this person's been oblonged. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, so Mulder basically is saying, well, if we're going to be blamed for their death, don't you want to know why? Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Which I just want to know why they're being blamed for their death. But yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, so the next scene, we're back in DC. It is 4:50 a.m. and Mulder is, I guess, looking for Doctor Kurtzweil at his residence. But there's already detectives there going through him, and they're calling him a pedophile. Yeah. Um. And can we talk about how like this is a trend that I, I think we started noticing in this scene? Like cops in the background have like some some true true mustaches like, yeah there's some fun mustache acting going on in this film. yes i mean this guy in the back here like wow what's i was going like on? i didn't realize the late 90s was such a time for mustaches oh. I, I, it's a pretty mustache heavy time it's i really, guess so like i i think like if you want to be a cop like in the 90s you've got to have a mustache <laughs> Or if you're our buddy John, he also <laughs> likes having a good mustache. <laughs> John, your mustache scares me. Please stop growing those things out. <laughs> Public service announcement. He's just trying to do a throwback, you know. Thing uh, about Kentucky is like it's a it's a little behind the times. They're still trying to like make the mustache cop thing a thing. Please stop. Also, think about uh, Magnum PI, Tommy. 
Oh, that's the true. finest mustache that ever existed. <laughs> um, we also see that Mulder finds all these <laughs> crazy conspiracy books, down to one of them called uh, The Four Horsemen of the Global Domination Conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> that's an amazing book. I've read it three times. I auditioned to, to do the audio book, but they turned me down. Much like oh, I was no. down for playing the po- part of Fox Mulder on the X-Files. I bet you- <laughs> <laughs> the wow. executive said that no one would believe that it would take me that long to uncover the truth. <laughs> um, one of the other I believe was, uh, well. Countdown to the Apocalypse. Oh. I, I was like, I wonder if Kurzweil is part of the Millennium Group. <laughs> no, I think he's just like, uh, like, like, uh, um, um, he's, he's one of those, um, oh crap. What's his he's name? like Brad Dourif. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. Hangers yeah. on. Yeah. He's a wannabe Millennium. Oh. He's a Millennium Group groupie. A Millennium <laughs> oh. groupie. A bit like us. He wants to be an owl or a rooster, whichever will take him. <laughs> <laughs> he's not picky. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> um, Kurzweil is hiding in an alley. Mm-hmm. Good thing he's not peeing again. Yeah. <laughs> he probably just finished up. Definitely. <laughs> and uh, apparently he's been <laughs> hounded for various things, not just kitty porn again, uh, but also oh. sexual battery of a patient. <laughs> Which is at this Yikes. time. <laughs> you know, if you don't want to be mistaken for a sexual deviant, maybe don't urinate in public places. <laughs> I'm... Uh, yeah. Um, and Mulder kind of calls him out of being like one of the crazy people, which I'm like, well, that's a lot coming from Mulder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Kurt- oh, calling the kettle black. Yes. Seriously. And Kurtzweil talks about the hantavirus. And this is when he uh, uh, basically calls uh, FEMA the devil. <laughs> yep. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Boy. So. When he went on his little rant about FEMA, I was like, oh, whoa, this guy's really, like, nuts at all. <laughs> before, before uh, FEMA conspiracy was, like, code word for I'm a crazy person. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he also talks about how he and Bill Mulder were recruited for a, pot, a project for biological warfare back in the day, and they're still working on it today. <laughs> What? Well, then they should work harder because apparently they haven't gotten very far. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I went back searching for FEMA conspiracies, and I come up with a page that says, "If you are not a Jesse Ventura fan, please don't get turned off by this first video, because he narrates <laughs> a conspiracy thing about FEMA." <laughs> nice. FEMA FEMA camps. It was a big thing. I believe yeah. uh, one of our favorite yeah. uh, Congress people, Michelle Bachman, believed that there were FEMA camps. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. They covered it on uh, on the the podcast Blame It on Outer Space, and I believe the uh, the oh, totally real and not an impression at all uh, Wilford Brimley was a guest on that episode. Nice. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, so what's this next scene? Okay, so next scene. Oh, we're in the morgue, <laughs> and Scully is hiding out because. People are like trying to find her. I love that she's apparently it's been like probably a couple hours now doing like a secret autopsy. Like, yep, in, not in hiding at all. <laughs> just like yeah, autopsy. Like whatever. I feel like if she was like, hey guys, what's up? I'm just doing an autopsy. Like <laughs> four what? in the morning, three in the morning, whatever she was. I feel like, there. I feel that's a time you could get away with it. Like she'd be like really commit. Like because what what are the odds that somebody's doing like a secret <laughs> autopsy for their own? <laughs> 
Um, also, you need, you know, if you're trying to be inconspicuous, you turn your ringer off. What is wrong with you, Scully? Mm-hmm. You think after Mulder almost got uh, killed by his phone, that these guys (laughs) have a lesson about, like, when to turn those ringers off. Well, also, she says to Mulder, I can't talk at the moment, and he's just like, yeah, 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 and then continues talking, and it's like, no, she really can't, Mulder. Oh, worse, dude. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's see. Oh, and then we just see that she's, like, hiding under one of the gurneys. (laughs) Poor poor thing. Yeah. (laughs) Next to it, like underneath a dripping corpse. Oh, yeah, so gross. Yeah, she still looks hot. <laughs> Agreed. Um, so we're in Dallas in the next scene at eleven twenty-one a.m. A little bit more reasonable of a time during the day. Mm. Uh, and we see Mulder walking down a hallway toward a field agent, or with a field agent. Sorry. Um, telling him that he's looking for a needle in a haystack, and he. And again, now Mulder's talking about FEMA. <laughs> sure, yeah. as you do. <laughs> uh, that field agent played the sheriff uh, slash dad in Millennium episode 1919. Yes, I did recognize Ooh. him from Millennium. Nice. I just couldn't remember what he was, like, which episode, but I did recognize him. Um, so the Mulder's basically asking if they've examined them. The field agent says, no, they're just fossils. <laughs> So, so why would we examine fossils? Yeah, who cares about fossils? <laughs> Boring. Uh, and then Scully shows up, and Mulder, of course, is like, "Just what did you find?" Um, <laughs> I, Scully is like freaked out already. Well, because Scully's like probably had to like she had to like wait by a dripping body and then like climb out a window or something <laughs> she's, ridiculous. She's really just dealing with post traumatic stress. <laughs> I mean, like, also lack of sleep because he showed up to her place. Seriously. So early in the morning. Um, and she says there's just a protein code in there she's never seen before. And uh, let's see. I mean, that's basically it in the scene. They just, <laughs> they're just unknowns, basically. Just a bunch of unknowns. Uh, then we cut to Terminator 2. Yes. Yeah. Like these kids playing on a park. And like, I was just waiting for like the explosion to happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh no judgment day oh. um Braunschweig is also over there There's, so basically it's like right next to this park where these kids play is where they've set up their next dome right right and also then the dome in this bit like it not only reminded me of E.T. but it reminded me in Thor where they have the tents in the desert because Thor's <laughs> hammers landed and I was kind of hoping for a second that like Mulder and Scully would like have to go and check out like Mjolnir and then uh, Mulder wouldn't be able to pick it up but Scully would just be like yeah what's the big deal and like picks up Mjolnir because she's worthy yeah that was my Marvel fangirl coming out sorry <laughs> where did Mulder's cell phone go because in, he called Scully he did it from a payphone who knows he's, he's someone it's, who probably yeah. like I, I don't know probably dropped it in the toilet or something <laughs> 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 he, he probably would get it like I could see oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he used to call every porno theater in town did, did you guys find a phone oh. <laughs> oh. I uh, dropped it because my hands were busy <laughs> oh, no. No. Um, we see Braunschweig climbing down a ladder and he has the vaccine like the little needle thing on him and he's um, right this is the scene where mm-hmm. yeah he gets attacked by the alien <laughs> he's like um huh, where's the 
Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh, sorry, Dale. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was I like, why like... are you leaving a gestating alien alone anyway? Yeah, and why um, did you think you could just come back with the vaccine? Like, when we saw that alien, when you showed it to George, that alien was pretty much waving to you at that point. <laughs> inside the person's body. Yeah. yeah. So... Why don't they have a surveillance camera trained on that body? I know. Uh, something, yeah. anything. Monitors, something. But and then Brad like, was um, Brad was like, oh, they they need to just bury him. Like they need to just close that hole. And, and, they, and, did. and, and yeah, they, they did. And they did. And we were like, yay! I loved it when he goes, I, I need you guys down here. And they're like, mm, yeah, they don't no. even say anything. They just it is like my favorite thing yeah. though, because they just don't say anything. Oh yeah, and this is when the aliens' nails grew. Yeah. I was like, what is going on with these aliens? These are the creepiest aliens. This alien monster. Like, I just, I don't like the fact that, like, it's like a feral monster. It like, is. It's like, like, I just, yeah. like, we've had, like, cool aliens that, like, are, like, seemingly intelligent. And I just feel like it's a movie, so we've got to have scary monsters. Like, it's cool when they're possessing people. It's cool, like, at, like, at no time have we had, like, like this, like, feral monster alien. Yeah. I think that's because this one's prehistoric. Like, caveman alien, bro. <sighs> yeah. He's been, he's been uh, oily for so long that he just... I just wanted a human host. Oh, but like it, I host. know, right? It's still Aww. like gotten here from wherever. Like maybe it was just dropped here because <laughs> it didn't want it. It's like their it's home like they planet their dog. didn't want it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a dog alien. That's it's a pet alien. It's an alien's pet alien. <laughs> 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 it's all making sense now. Um. So yeah. So that is my favorite thing, though. That yes. They don't even say anything. They just cover the whole back up uh, and bury him. Bye, Dale. Uh, so sad. So <laughs> then we're <laughs> Tammy's next, favorite scene. My next favorite scene. <laughs> we're at the home of well manicured man where we see children running around. <laughs> I like that transition though, from the screaming of of him yeah. to the screaming of the kids. Yes. Um. But I saw this scene, and the first, th I guess because we, I don't think we've ever seen that he had grandkids before or something. And all I thought was, this guy's so rich, he probably just bought children to run around his <laughs> 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 Probably. Oh, th these are the orphan children we bought that came with the manor. Yes. <laughs> are you saying he's a, like a full-on daddy warbuck? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. But he actually <laughs> wants no contact with the children. He doesn't talk to them. He no. just makes them run around. They're just for ambiance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we bought some orphan children to have them run around the grounds. <laughs> but that's what it felt like to me when I watched. Please, sir, I'm so tired. Could I just sit for a bit? <laughs> no. Actually, the orphanage with you. <laughs> Did you hear? Did you talk to Fetch me directly? Me another. <laughs> Fetch me another. Fetch me another. Um, but yeah, so well manicured man has gotten a call from George, and uh, they're set to meet in London with with struggle. Yeah. Do you just mean? Do you a mean uh... where he calls the uh, the orphanage and it's like, yes, I want to rent an orphan from one p.m. to three p.m. Do <laughs> <laughs> you have any available? Oh, like I like that there. they uh, they say London, England. I was like, thanks, Chris Carter. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, London, Somerset, Ontario. England. You know, like people might not know it's Somerset's in England, but London. You know, and it's a shop where there's just London red buses and red phone boxes and like black cabs. And I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> flies in from somewhere. <laughs> 
Uh, um, and also we have that one of the kids hurt himself. That kid's going back to the orphanage immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he has to pay extra because the child is now damaged. <laughs> he doesn't get his deposit back. Which and now I'm thinking of the uh, Futurama <laughs> episode where Bender adopts orphans. <laughs> and they're like, Daddy Bender, can we have some Bender burgers again? He's like, no, the cat shelter's on to me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Uh, so we are, uh, yes, in London, England, with uh, where Strughold arrives. <laughs> Which is where the best orphans are from, if you <laughs> listen to Charles Dickens. <laughs> um, so Strughold, we've never seen him before, right? I was just like, is, am I supposed to know who this guy is? No. Okay, good. Um... Well, if the you, return of Candy Apple. If yes, you listen to, uh, if you listen to Chris Carter explain the mythology of X-Files for four minutes, you could learn all about him. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Um, but we've already heard that because we're well past the 10 minute 13. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, well, Manicured Man, we find out, was actually late to the meeting because the grandson fell and broke his leg. Hmm. Um, yeah. You mean, uh, I had to buy a new orphan? <laughs> <laughs> I was fighting with the orphanage to get my deposit back. It was the child's fault. It wasn't mine. <laughs> they were like, you didn't return the last one. I threw it in the garbage. <laughs> what was I supposed to do with it? It was filthy. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's the best worst man ever. Uh, <laughs> So they said that watch the surveillance tapes, uh, which raise concerns. I'm like, yeah, there's like an alien host body and Mulder's on to you. That should raise some concerns. Yeah. Um, oh, Struckhold, by the way, um, as I learned from Chris Carter talking for four minutes, um, is apparently, I, and I don't know if this is retconned or if this was always the way, but the Struckhold mine was the place where they found all those records. Oh, uh, oh so, okay. Uh, he's uh, yeah. That's so his he's, mine. He's like a big daddy. He's a guy that uh, owns a mine. Elders. Yeah, okay. yeah. I thought he was like a German Richard Dreyfus, like an old man Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he looked like. Okay. Well, I think he is that as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Strickhold says that they've been forced to reassess their colonization, um, in new effects in biology, which have presented themselves. Yeah, there are oh, bodies now. Yeah, this mm-hmm. movie got all the A-listers: Blythe Danner, Martin Landau, and Armin Mueller style. Oh, I didn't know him. He's Strughold. But what's he been in? I know he was in the game. Oh, I don't remember. I don't remember what else. Okay, I need um, to investigate. So once uh, Candy Apple says the virus is mutated, and Strughold says a new, it's a new et- extraterrestrial biological entity. Um, basically, they've already made decisions in, like, the ten minutes that while Manicured Man was late. And mm-hmm. he is not happy about that. Because now that Struggle is in the picture, it's like, well, Manicured Man is not in charge anymore. Right. Which is great. He becomes, like, the new George all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> George is just, like, all up in the mix. Like, nothing ever happened. No. Nothing so. ever happened to George. I don't know how that works out. Yeah, he, he was really, like, cool and calm in this. I mean, not yeah. that he's not calm in the tv show but um he's usually kind of on the klutzy side things don't work out his for him you know whereas in the movie i felt like george had things a little bit more pulled together it's like it's like this movie is almost a retcon of everything yes because 
well, like, this is how George was in the beginning. Yes. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And, like, it's like we're trying to take it back to that, which for new viewers, I guess, cool. Um, but, like, I, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, also, and no mention, no mention of uh, Gibson, the boy that proves all the X Files as well. By the well, way, you think you think the, at least the Philippine government would uh, be factor into this movie highly, um, wanting that kid back, but have not mentioned that Karen. Nope, that kid, that kid's probably dead by now. Um, so you wish I would be okay with you. Average <laughs> <laughs> with him. That's why man, well, manicured man like was so like not wanting to take the kid. He was like, I don't care for this business. That's that's probably also why he's my favorite character in the movie. I was like, I love him. <laughs> Wait, what if the kid is just like hanging out on his estate? Oh, yes. Yeah, what if the English uh, orphan uh, was injured? So they just, oh, we got you this North Texas orphan. <laughs> oh, great. Um, so there's a TV show I'd like to see. I yes. want to discuss some of the um overall mythology arcs at this point as well because uh i don't okay so i thought the elders and the syndicate were working with the aliens because the aliens were going to come and colonize the planet right and they were going to basically make humans a slave race but the syndicate would not be part of the slave race because they're working with them but now things have changed because now the aliens they figured out the aliens are really just want to use humans as host bodies to mm. develop their own alien race here on earth i feel the like, old alien switcheroo but yeah but i feel like either of them are really shitty plans why are we working yeah. with the aliens <laughs> like what exactly um you should be working with the faceless rebels to set people on fire yes and but the problem <laughs> yes. is um they describe this uh, the they describe the black oil as a virus um that now is mutated and now it's not just controlling people and taking them over um it's it's becoming like it's using them as hosts which means that the the ones that are colonizing are seemingly the black oil aliens yeah but also if the virus is mutated then their vex their vaccine should be worthless yeah exactly yeah so that's yeah. what they're so freaked out about but if that's the case, then what's the what's the deal with the alien bounty hunter? Because I thought the black oil and the colonizing aliens were completely different groups. I have no idea. Are we, <laughs> I cannot keep track of this movie. Part. Led me to. I think we established that the alien, the black oil, are the aliens' pets. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, oh yeah, yeah. Because it, it does. <laughs> Sparky's taking over. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm just trying to figure out yeah. like and chris carter explaining things for four minutes did not help me uh <laughs> because he really like it really he really seemed to be laying it down that yeah these aliens uh they they were we thought they were just gonna colonize um but and uh, um takeovers and people but now they're just using it as hosts and that's that's the problem that we come to find in this film uh, which again and but I, it's just, well, I, and, I need them to be, I need to exp- explain to me which ones are separate alien groups, how many alien groups we have, because then I'm looking things up online and I'm seeing, it's like, we're talking about black oil, we're talking about colonists as like separate things. So mm-hmm. I'm like, what's, what the hell? What the hell movie? Yeah. And so, and, and it's not in this scene, but later on they say the aliens are a virus, but right. it's mutated to the point where it's a walking, talking virus. It's, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it is and that's, its own, it, the alien is the virus. And so I like tweeted it as part of myself last night and, um, somebody named Ben 
uh, I, I don't, I have a feeling Ben is not a listener, FYI. Uh, but he, he, because um, just reading some of his other tweets, um, yeah, I, I feel like he would not enjoy our podcast. Anyway, awesome. he says the virus <laughs> is alien, but it also infects alien species as well as humans as it spreads around the universe like a plague. So the black oil to me, or according to Ben, is definitely a separate alien because it's infecting people and aliens. Right, which is what I Okay. But then they keep talking about making, like, that this is breaking the deal with the colonists, but why do the colonists have anything to do with the black oil? It's a separate, it's seemingly a separate group of aliens, but clearly from listening to Chris Carter talk for four minutes, he doesn't seem to be able to make the difference either, because he hasn't really fucking thought it out. (laughs) I don't, I feel like it never gets thought out. Yeah. (laughs) Perhaps Perhaps the colonists intended to use the black oil to enslave people, but now the, what the, the I, oil is yeah. mutating and becoming uh, its own thing. Kind of like uh, in uh, Prometheus, the uh, engineers made the they had they were going to p- release a like a toxin or something on on Earth, but it became an alien. Mm, yeah, but uh, but yeah. It, that would work if but the black oil seems like when it possesses people, it 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 has its own it's. You know, it functions of its own accord. Like, I, I can't really imagine that there's, like, these alien colonists have one up on the black oil or think they can control the black oil. Because, like, it seems to, like, it's kind of does its own thing. Well, I think that's why they worked with the syndicate. Because the syndicate had uh, some kind of vaccine that could... Basically, I guess the black oil, if it was able to make people slave people Mm -hmm. then anyone who accidentally got the black oil well they had a vaccine to take care of them so then they didn't have people but now it's mutated so are the so but the colonists they but they don't want the colonists to know that they have a vaccine that's the that's a big well no because it's a it's just a just in case guy because they're afraid that the call they're always afraid the colonists are going to turn on them and now they colonists like i don't know what is this deal because this seems like if the it black, seems like a shitty deal. The is black, what and they've been prepping it for 50 years. You yeah. know, it's like, yeah. Because I feel like, worry about the black oil, don't worry about the colonists, because I don't know who the colonists are if we're not talking about the black oil, because we've got... And again, we use the word virus in this questionably. We <laughs> definitely... They, in this movie, it, it has never been more clear that they do not understand the definitions of the word clone and hybrid, because fucking yeah. hell. We'll get to it, and it makes no goddamn sense because they use words wrong. <laughs> yes. Oh. I mean, I think I think I understand what they're trying to use the words as, but it's not the words that they need to be used. They would just simplify. <laughs> and I understand you have to keep things kind of vague because it's mysterious, and that's part of the ambience of the show. And I agree, you don't have to spell everything out, but what you can't do is be vague with who the villains are and what they want. <laughs> Yeah, because villains can change, and I think what makes a good villain is when you can understand their side mm-hmm. and see it from their point of view and say, oh, I see, I mean, they're still evil, but I see why they want to do what they want to do. But with yeah. this, you don't understand the cynic- syndicate no, or why they're taking a shitty deal instead of trying to take down the colonists from way back. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't get um, it. Because as Chris Carter explained in four minutes, um, it's the syndicate is much like, you know, the government's working with the Nazis. Like, they were just <laughs> trying to save themselves, so they made this deal with the colonists. And, like, you know, you can understand that, yeah, it, like, you're the worst. Um, You're making the deal to just save yourself. But if aliens take over, like, they, it's not like they're gonna, like, just take over and, like, 
keep everything the same. Like, no. If they're, they're like, I just assume, like, these super advanced rangers, they don't really care about keeping the power going or, like, keeping television going. It's going to be a shitty life for the Syndicate because, like, all of a sudden Starbucks isn't open. Like, kill me now. Like, <laughs> what's going to go on once the aliens come and colonize and take all this shit over? Because they don't really yeah. have it. They have a vested interest in our way of life as human beings, no. one would assume. Yeah, I don't... I mean, maybe the, maybe the Syndicate also helped promote the idea of hybrids just so that way the aliens would be vested in having... Uh, keeping uh, human life alive and going because they now are... Half of their people are half human. I, I have no clue. I don't know. I don't know! Um, not clones, FYI. We're going to have to listen to Chris Carter's four-minute speech again. Oh, boy. Yeah, I, need I, to I don't know that. if Brad can listen to it again. He's listened to it three times, three times. already. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Okay, so uh, thank you for uh, helping me through that, guys. <laughs> and I'm not sure if the syndicate is FEMA, the secret government, or if they're opposed I don't know. I, I think that they're using FEMA as a scapegoat. They're like, oh, yeah, FEMA's a bad guy. <laughs> yeah, you guys keep, just keep believing. Chris Carter also explains <laughs> about who the Syndicate are for a bit, but, like, I I think I stopped paying attention all three times because <laughs> it was, like, just Chris Carter monologue talk. Oh my God. Okay, so Blackwood, Texas. Um, whew, sorry. <laughs> um, next scene, Skelly looks super foxy. Like Because this is one of the outfits that they have yeah. her in where they actually fit. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, look at this. Um, so they're talking to the children's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, with the new bikes <laughs> and uh, the new playground. And I like that the kids don't believe that they're FBI agents as well. They're like, yeah, that was cool. You know? And of course, they all point in the same direction of where they say the tanks went. Um, I love that they like covered up like the hole, the alien hole with a park. Yes. <laughs> And they just throw the park down at oh, like, so dumb. I love it. I like that the kid with the sinus infection says, Y'all look like door to door salesmen. <laughs> <laughs> You're not FBI. I love these herd of hatters. <laughs> so ridiculous. Um, so they travel down the one road, and this is again where Mark Snow <laughs> works some magic. He takes the theme song and makes it like very action y. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was there's not- also a bit later where there's like a sad version. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> oh, Mark's worst. It's just hilarious because I'm like, you know, because the only thing that I can think of, like shows that do that, are typically sitcoms. Yeah. <laughs> that take the theme. You know, like think of the Brady Bunch. Like, man, they really. That theme song could be used for any occasion. <laughs> and that's, that's basically what he did with the X-Files theme song. And it makes, makes me laugh. Streets on the China. Very sad episode of Mr. Belvedere. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, so they're driving down the road. They're looking for unmarked tanker trucks. And they have a decision to go right or left. And what do they do? They go straight ahead. <laughs> Mulder yeah. plays by his, by his own rules. Exactly. He's like, he's trying to pretend to be a rookie cop on the force. He really is. <laughs> Which would be fine. Except, like, they follow that road to, like, uh, like a fence. Like, there's no entry. And they're like, oh, what do we do now? Oh, there's nowhere to go. Except follow the road take a left and like just keep following uh the train tracks <laughs> yeah so then yeah so they follow the train tracks and uh <laughs> because they 
they get uh, they follow the genie basically yeah, they follow the, yeah because all of a sudden the tanker rolls up by them on the train tracks. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, because we've had this, we've had them now decide okay we're going off road we're just gonna go straight but then like even though they're they seemingly haven't really been on a road they come up to like a little bit of a fence and they're like oh well we have to stop here you've already gone off road guys like why is this like the end for you also, yeah. they had to have been hours because it is now dark outside. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so they get back in the car and follow the um, <laughs> the unmarked tankers. And I guess what it, that's when they see the, what's it called, the big white domes again. Mm-hmm. The, the um, what did you call them, Brad? The, um, no, 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 Brad called them... The, the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man's mum's boobs. Yes. Or something like that. <laughs> but yes. Because I said, I said they looked like two giant boobs sticking out of the ground. And they were lit. And they were like, oh. <laughs> Fire Club Rio over here. <laughs> local reference, guys. <laughs> That's, it's a local <laughs> reference. <laughs> That's a local Latin cabaret reference. Exactly. <laughs> I got it. I've pointed past that place with you guys. <laughs> um, sad thing, Claire. It's closed now. Oh no! Because <gasps> they couldn't hire enough uh, entertainers. <laughs> wow! Out of magicians. When they take fly. those boobs down off of <laughs> off the road, I'm gonna be so sad. Okay. Anyway, uh, wow. so he does call them giant Jiffy Pop Poppers, uh, <laughs> and. The funniest thing ever, they're walking through the dome and the fan blast, like, for a split second, and they both, like, oh. I know. <laughs> uh, Scully says the temperature must be regulated. They're not sure for what purpose. What, what is the deal with the cornfield? Like, why, what's, did... I don't know, because they they have a cornfield around this, they have a cornfield at the end around the other yeah. set of domes, is corn oil feeding the bees? Like, I, are they having the bees yeah, maybe in the, the corn? Maybe the oil is in the ground and it gets into the corn and the, the, the bees pollinate the corn and take the, pick up the oil? No, it just seems bees don't very... pollinate corn, though. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, if it was, they like, something... Do, they do on the X-Files. <laughs> they just did... It's another thing. They just dropped the ball. <laughs> like, um, hey, Chris, um, just so you know, um, corn is one of those things that bees do not pollinate. <laughs> Um, could you pick anything that bees do pollinate? Nah. They <laughs> pollinate black oil like modified corn. Is creepy. Corn. Yes. If that is what it is, hilarious. <laughs> it's really, you could have chosen anything that bees do pollinate. <laughs> um, so... So basically they hear electricity and all of a sudden the bees come out of everywhere. Um... Yep. I screamed just a little bit. Because mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, fucking bees. Did you scream like Nicolas Cage, Tammy, and go, not the bees? <laughs> <laughs> um, I believe on Twitter I did. Uh, I think I did. <laughs> I put not the bees again, yes. Oh. Um, and then the second most frightening thing, they run out of running through bees and run through a cornfield. No, thank you. <laughs> I told Tammy this on Twitter, but if you look really closely, you can see Teleco putting a small saddle on one of those bees and riding it into Scully's jacket. Oh, that's so that's the cutest thing I've ever heard. I was riding a bee. 
Daddy ho. <laughs> this is uh, uh, super me and Claire um, came up with our theory that yes. this where they get all lost and everything. That in fact, uh, that's not Scully that comes back with Mulder. It's just a bunch of bees in a Scully suit. <laughs> <laughs> Which really paid yes. off later, guys. <laughs> just walking around, just walking around. Mm. And that's why, skipping ahead, when Mulder gets to the alien spaceship and he finds a pile of Scully's clothes, it's because all the bees have flown away. They've just <laughs> left the clothes behind. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so the, co- uh, the helicopters are going over. Mulder's screaming at the top of his lungs for Scully. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm like, yeah, don't make it obvious that you guys are running through no. cornfields. Uh, yeah. Also, your car is right there. Like, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> you might hide in the car cornfield, but they know you're there. Because <laughs> your car is right there. Um, so the helicopters disappear, and, uh, they get back in the car and drive away. So they, with the copters just trying to chase them away? I don't get this because they say that they're like, oh, we need to take the thing away from Mulder that means the most to him that he can't live without, whatever. And then the scene cuts to Scully. So obviously they're going to kidnap Scully. But it, it's like, it, I was like, so were they, was it their plan that Scully would get stung and then they'd kidnap her and take her to the alien spaceship where she'd be on ice like all the other people? Long cause that's. That's a long con. How did they know that this one little... <gasps> Does that mean that Teleco is working for the syndicate? <laughs> oh, oh, no. I will be hard. I was just thinking they were remote control bees. But <laughs> also, if Teleco is working for the syndicate, I will be heartbroken. If the no. bees... The bees do the same... So the bees, I guess, have black oil in them? Is that Because it does the same thing as the black oil. So apparently the bees are like chock-a-block full of black oil... Why did the syndicate do that? I, I just know. thought it was some kind of virus that works like the black oil. I don't know. Well, sometimes they call the black oil a virus now. So oh, that's true. It's an alien and it's a virus. Um, and I just I didn't. Is think the vaccine it... that they give Scully is that the same vaccine they used on Cobra Kai? Oh, I don't I know. Assume. Although Cobra Kai didn't look like she was hosting an alien in her body either. No, maybe that it. was the weaker version of the black oil because it's not caveman black oil. I guess so. Yeah, I but, think it's just but, caveman black oil. That but then, how does Scully dilute black, black oil? Like how they dilute absinthe? <laughs> <laughs> but, but Scully's in not the... not as fun as absinthe. Yes. <laughs> but then, like, how does Scully from the bee like also get the same stuff that the black I, oil? I thought the bee just knocked her out. They stole her, and then they put in the alien black oil stuff. So we're just developing knockout bees. Yes. <laughs> well, they know that it is can it work. knockout corn as well. Like, do you like I don't know corn? what the corn is. So yeah. like, <laughs> like, do you know what the corn is? Please explain it to us. Like, why? This is isn't it? just being creepy. I don't know. Are like are like blatantly obvious writing mistake. I really want it to be. They think bees I pollinate mean, it, corn. Yeah, it's like we're still in Texas, right? With this corn and the domes, and I'm like, that okay, oh, that's guys, got, guys, no. you know who lives in corn, don't you? Is a is a little friend of Pennywise the clown, <laughs> aka part of the Stephen King crazy universe. He who walks behind the rose, worshipped by the children of the corn. Uh. Maybe that's why those little had those little had a herd of kids. They're little corn worshippers. And that's why they have the cornfield. Well, maybe. I like- you know that there's an X-Files site called eatthecorn.com? <laughs> oh. <laughs> why? Well, thank I don't you. want to eat the corn. I'm going to click on <laughs> Mythology- Mythark Primer. 
Is it like Troll 2? Like, yeah, you eat it and you turn into, like, a, a monster? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, um, we're back in D.C. in the Office of Professional Review. And they're just, uh, wanting to see Scully. She's got new evidence. <laughs> and, uh... She brought in the fossilized bone fragments that they've been studying and that they were gathered at the bomb site. Uh, which, of course, Assistant Director Cassidy is like, why did you go back to Dallas? Like, who's approving their travel is what yeah. Assistant <laughs> Director Cassidy wants to know. Yeah, and Skinner's like, oh. Yeah, exactly. Skinner's not really looking. He's just kind of like, oh. Um, and I don't mean to scare Brad, but I, I've been looking at this Mythark primer, and the corn has been genetically modified. Just probably <laughs> why the bees are interacting with it. So this is also probably where the Monsanto, uh, Monsanto. But they, yeah, that's probably where that this got started too. Oh boy, the bees still aren't going to do anything with corn. There's like that's like an air pollinated plant. Like unless you're not genetically this, not this genetically modified corn. They've modified it to the point where it's so far away from corn. <laughs> it just looks like it's, corn. It looks like corn, but it's an entirely different thing. <laughs> like, why not just... Yes. really just a flower. Any, it's a really pretty corn flower. Any other plant. Like, there's so many plants pollinated by bees. Corn's just not one of them, though. Maybe, oh, like, boy. in season six or seven, they eat bad corn, and then we find out that it's been poisoning them this whole time. I don't know. Um, so we also see that as Scully is I, talking... I was, I was going to use that to make popcorn for my party. Oh, no! Don't oh. popcorn at Telco's party, guys! I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I will have to get Avoid a different the treat. We will have pretzels no. instead now. Oh, my gosh. Um, so... <laughs> uh, the scene basically goes back and forth between Scully and Cassidy and Kurtzweil and Mulder. So the Scully and Cassidy part... Um, basically Scully's making all kinds of accusations and while she is sitting there we also see the bee that is climbing up her uh, little uh, back of her collar there so did so Scully went back changed clothes and I guess still had bees like yeah. yeah oh this is one of the parts where I thought Scully looked good too I was like oh look at that suit it's a really nice um and yes then I was like oh no the fucking bee because uh, I was like, they're gonna kill what, guys? right there in the landline <laughs> the room. I like this bee, and the reason I like this bee, and I'm gonna skip ahead, and I don't care, is because this bee is clearly a Scully Skinner shipper. Exactly. Because Scully and Mulder get a bit too close; they look like Mike kids, and the bee's like, ah, 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 sting, sting. I yes, like I was, I was pretty excited about that as well. Um, and then in the Mulder Kurtzwell, Kurtzwell parts, um. Basically, he's telling Mulder, he's like, oh, did you find something? I told you you'd find something. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he, Mulder's basically, he, he thinks it might be a virus, maybe. and um, But they were chased off. And Kurtzweil's like, uh, are you sure? Because if they wanted you dead, they'd make you dead. Which is true, because they obviously knew yeah. that they were there. So he's got a point, guys. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. and But they have, like, a little uh, fight at the end. <laughs> and I do like that Chris was like, I'm putting my ass on the line for you. And I'm like, for what? Yeah. You're like a retired old guy who is being chased by detectives for pedoph pedophilia. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, yeah. 
So, anyway. Uh, so they have a fight and they both huff, huff and puff off. Uh, the next scene is in Mulder's apartment. And uh, Scully is basically saying that she gave her resignation. She's done. She's gonna go off and be a doctor and pronounce people dead <laughs> as a regular doctor. <laughs> uh, Mulder's pissed because he feels that they're close to something. They're on the verge. He's all, this is also a right after he finds the the, fo- the family old family oh, photo. Oh, the old family photo for <laughs> 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 The old family at, photo. He was at I, family I, events and Mulder this, never recognized him. <laughs> hey, this made me sad though. I was really hoping that he would look at the family photo and there would be, uh, and young George would be there and then Mulder would look at him, but it would obviously be Spender because Spender is young George. And that's when Mulder would be like, holy shit, he's George's son. Exactly, because, that would have been amazing. Oh, how good would that have been? I feel like Mulder should just always carry around his family photos because everyone he runs into is gonna be in them. <laughs> Like, oh, look, yeah, there's a well-manicured exactly. man and George <laughs> and uh, everybody. All my friends. Isn't that Teleco? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always there. <laughs> yes, I was there as well. I really <laughs> enjoy a good party. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> I am a party animal. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, so this scene cracks, well, it made me laugh because... It was very over the top, mm-hmm. very, very dramatic between the two of them. Um, Mulder says, but you save me. And all I thought, like, once he starts in this little mini monologue, I said all, and I tweeted, I was like, all he needs to say is, you complete me. Yeah, <laughs> and I think me and Brad said, said that as well. You oh. made me a whole person. And I was like, yes, he's so <laughs> Drink all the drinks. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, he doesn't know if he wants to do this alone, or if he even can. Scully tears up. Oh, boy. <laughs> and they so kind of, I. uh... Not really, but... Go in, she, like, kisses his forehead. And, um... Yeah. They both lean in kind of for a kiss, and then Scully says, Ow! And I was like, that's because Mulder's the worst kisser. Don't, don't ever kiss him. <laughs> And I was like, why would Mulder want to kiss her unless he sees her as a Sasquatch? I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's because it's not Scully. That's just a bunch of bees in a Scully costume. <laughs> it makes all the sense. Um, she says something stung me. I do, <laughs> I do like that she talks her whole way through having yeah. this um, like reaction to the bees. Yeah. Um, so he calls 911. And the paramedics show up and try and take her away. And when Mulder asks, where, which hospital are you taking her to? The paramedic shoots at him <laughs> through a closed window. Point him, blank. Point blank shoots him in the face. Yes. And, in, yes. and in my notes, I have a little drawing of Mulder being shot in the head. <laughs> <laughs> Must be the most adorable drawing By the ever. way, it's uh, daylight outside when Mulder places that 911 phone call. But when the ambulance comes, it's night. Yes. Ooh. So either it was dusk, or it took that ambulance a long time to get there. DC, yeah, it's the... traffic's just crazy. It's those roundabouts. Americans don't know how to drive in roundabouts. <laughs> very true. Very, very, very. Ambulance just went around in a circle for yeah, an hour or two. Oh fuck. <laughs> they, they, I, I, uh, I used to live in an apartment up, uh, across from. Uh, the university I went to, um, they installed a roundabout like my senior year, 
so you got college kids in like northern Kentucky trying to like manage this new roundabout nightmare fucking nightmare <laughs> um so after he gets shot point blank he <laughs> then the real ambulance shows up and the next scene is in the hospital where we get Frohickey Langley and Byers Ugh. <laughs> worst dudes yep yeah um Oh, so I love this scene because I love when Skinner comes in and he's just barking orders and the lone gunman are like, yeah, we'll do this, whatever. And I was thinking, has Skinner met these guys before? Because wouldn't he be like, who the hell are these clowns? <laughs> you know what I mean? Seriously. I can't remember if he met, he's met them before. I don't think he has. Yeah. He's um, probably heard stories from Scully. Yeah, I'm sure there's yeah, some. Probably true. It's like, yeah. uh, like oh, those are those gross guys that Mulder hangs out with. Yeah. Oh. And do you think Scully laughs and, and tells Skinner, like, yeah, that Frohickey one? Whew, he has a crush on me. It's so ridiculous. Do you want me to kill him? <laughs> I will do that. <laughs> I am the stingray. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they have Mulder and Byers change clothes, but I feel like Byers is like a teeny tiny person compared to Mulder. Like, yeah. how does his suit mm-hmm. fit Mulder, like, perfectly? Yeah. Well, also, um, yes, we you have also, to t- also learned. <laughs> yes, oh, okay. we also learned that Mulder is the worst fucking friend in the world because as soon as he gets out and like runs across the street, he oh. takes off the jacket and like throws it. Yeah, it's like get your friend's <laughs> coat. Like, why are you just throwing his clothes away, you asshole? Like, hold I... them up and put them somewhere. Like, hey, Byers, your jacket is uh, in the corner, so and so. I'm sorry, I had to ditch it. Why like, didn't he yeah. just give it to Lane? I I feel okay. like yeah. don't throw. I your feel like the reason away. they did that. I, I honestly think the reason they did the, the jacket, because it was such a weird thing, is that when he walks into the, the tavern place, he's only in the shirt. And I reckon they filmed that first, and then they realized they had a continuity error. And so they had to film that weird bit where he's running down the street uh, and just uh, throws uh, the jacket. Because it's like, why? Why is he throwing the jacket away? It makes no sense. No, but... um. I felt like that shirt was even a little bit big on David Duchovny, and I'm just like, was Byers swimming in his clothes and we didn't see that? Like, I don't know. I just, I did yeah. not like that they yeah. switched clothes with Byers. So <laughs> <dumb>. <laughs> um, so yeah, so they're in Casey's bar with a well-manicured man who runs into Dr. Uh, Kurzweil, and we don't actually end up seeing what happens to Kurzweil. I guess mm. we're, we assume that he got killed i guess by well manicured mm-hmm. man who knows yeah. um, his team of rabbit orphans <laughs> <laughs> oh my god he's had them in the car this whole time he lets them out of the trunk and they go running an attack <laughs> oh, <let's go>. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> they only feast on his enemies <laughs> <laughs> it's the only time they're allowed to eat actually yes. <laughs> okay oh, so glorious food <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he runs into a uh, well-manicured man runs into Mulder, and <laughs> he just tells him, "Yeah, uh, he's gone." And the way that they keep their eyes on each other, though, the entire time he's like getting the car, and they just keep staring at each other, like one of them is gonna do something creepy. Yeah. I, it's, it's kind of it's kind of fun. Um, and let's see, he let he kills his own. A uh, driver mm-hmm. tells Mulder to get out. 
and to run away. I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, this is also where um he does his own little uh, um a monologue of exposition about what the whole plot of the X Files is. Oh yes, yes, yeah. yes. So. This is also one of my favorite moments because Mulder starts talking about, well, telling Wild Manicured Man that he's a liar and he knows liar, it's really- Liar, pants on fire. Exactly. Liar, yeah, liar, exactly. pants on fire. Yeah. Because he does say, you're lying. You're a liar, liar, pants on fire. Okay, so anyway, he tells him um, that obviously he knows it's a conspiracy because his dad even sacrificed his sister. He let them take Samantha, which well-manicured man <laughs> tells him, well, really, your sister, he he was allowing your sister to be abducted, to be taken for cloning program for one reason, that she would survive. <laughs> so really, Bill Mulder chose Samantha over Mulder. <laughs> Yep. When he thought this whole time that he didn't, he chose Mulder over Samantha. Also, again, we find out they don't know what words mean. <laughs> no. Because what they're doing is they're using her to make hybrids um, and cloning, but they're not, it's not a clone to Samantha. They're using Samantha DNA, making hybrids and cloning those. They aren't clones of Samantha because if you change the recipe for a human mm -hmm. and put in a new thing, it's not the same thing. No. I kind of think that... Uh, and again, this is just my own thought of what they mean. But this is not what they are saying. So I guess I can't really be sure. But I think that they're trying to say that they are using human DNA to hybrid with these aliens. Or to be hybrid with these aliens. But they're shape-shifting aliens. Or if they could explain it this way. If they were the shape-shifting aliens, then they could still look like Samantha. Right. So they're not clones of Samantha. They're hybrids using her DNA. Yeah. But they don't ever say that. They just yeah. ca keep calling them clones, but they're not clones. Right. Which is Yeah, they're not clones. And like maybe they maybe they made an alien human hybrid and then they cloned that hybrid. Right. Yeah, before they, they are both hybrids and clones. Well, but yeah, but then they need to stop looking like the person, the human they originated with, unless that person was always a hybrid, which was what I was under the impression of, because you can't be mixing something with something else and have it look yeah. the exact same. That, like, if well, we're going to talk about, like, I would accept it because it's a TV show. Yeah, yeah. If we weren't using the word clones and hybrids. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. because that, you're using specific terminology and, like, you can't, it just, it doesn't make any sense. Well, and that's why, like, I think that if they made them hybrids, shape-shifting hybrids, mm -hmm. and they yeah. cloned the hybrids, yes. and then they all shape-shifted to look like Samantha, that would make sense, and mm -hmm. that would be one thing. But that's not what they're saying. No. But well, I feel like that's what they're trying what, to present. Yeah, that's what they should do to fix it. It's yes. an easy fix. Yeah, super easy. <laughs> because if I can, like, make sense of it and I don't make sense of much, mm -hmm. uh, then I feel like it's an easy fix. <laughs> but, yeah, that's not what they're saying, and that's what keeps throwing me off because I don't... I'm yeah. like, but that's not what they're saying, so I don't know. Um, also, Well Manicured Man tells Mulder to trust no one. And, trust uh, no one. Yeah. And when Well Manicured Man gets back in the car, the car blows up. So what was the trigger for the car blowing up? I, I Him saying trust no one? Who knows? I don't know. If the driver stops the car and doesn't, I don't know, do something, then a bomb goes off? I guess. I, like, I... Why did you get back <laughs> in the car with a dead body, like Well Manicured Man? Why don't you walk over and take a cab? 
Didn't he say something like, "Why don't you get I, on a sled and get I've your orphans you to pull it?" My life is Sorry. over. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, something like that. Yeah, so I mean, I guess he knew. Suicide? I still, I still don't understand what the actual. But like, George has like, fucked things up and told people things. I feel like, hey, well, manicure man, you can like, you can get over this. You can go back to your orphan village. <laughs> like, just <laughs> like go hang out like in a ski lodge for a couple of months. Um, write a shitty book and then like just walk back in and join your buddies up. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand, but I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it was suicide, and it's meant to book, uh, bookend the uh, Jerry Watts killing himself. That's good storytelling right there. A lot of unnecessary storytelling. <laughs> um, I was actually sad at this point to see Well Manicured Man go because before the movie, I really didn't care about him at all. But Ooh, um, I really, I've got a theory. What if it wasn't Well Manicured Man that got killed, Tammy? What if it was just a, a pack of orphans wearing Well Manicured Man's clothes? He's definitely not getting his deposit back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he had handed Mulder at, uh, some coordinates. So Mulder goes, uh, the coordinates are in the Arctic somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah. just... Just mm-hmm. drive over to the to Antarctica. Um, it's easy <laughs> enough in the middle of winter. <laughs> yes, and I was just like, oh, is this what people call snow? There's a lot of that stuff around. <laughs> I don't know what this is. <laughs> so, um, and he's driving like the snow cat. <laughs> just, it's not doing him very well. Uh, he climbs up some rocky hill area in the middle of the snow. <laughs> Has I, anyone seen uh, Smilla's Sense of Snow? No. no. It's, it's on Netflix, uh, instant streaming right now. But it, it came out about a year and a half before for this movie. But basically, the plot is uh, Smilla, played by Julia Ormond, her neighbor boy dies. And she launched, kind of investigates who, who killed this guy who chased him off a roof. And she go, ends up going to... I don't know if it was the Arctic, but she she goes to a really snowy place and she finds that a meteor had crashed into the ground and some corporation has been trying to use the energy inside of it and then sell it, I guess. But some of their workers fell into the water and they got infected by a prehistoric worm that uh, took over their body and hatched all this larva inside. And that's basically what the movie is. And then at the end, uh, the whole base explodes and like caves in and all the snow collapses. And... Basically, it's like the end of this movie. And I'm not saying Chris Carter plagiarized uh, Smell the Sense of Snow for the climax of his movie, hmm. but if he gets to say that FEMA is evil, I get to say this. Nice. Um, so, as Mulder like, <laughs> is looking at the snow domes, um, we're in the last act, guys. Last act of the I'm sorry if I spoiled that movie for you, but I didn't feel like anybody was going to go watch it anyway. Mm. Well, I'm about to watch it right now. Damn you, Matt. Ah. So you <laughs> finished the podcast first. Oh, yes. oh yeah. That's true. Um, <laughs> I, I, I was again like, I wonder if David Duchovny like wore all white, <laughs> like if he would hot blend in better, because they have to see this guy yeah. coming, right? Yeah, definitely. Except that he falls down a hole. So well, his um, genie pushes him down um, a perfect entryway hole. Yeah, really. <laughs> so uh, he falls down actually a couple times. <laughs> yeah. You mean he falls into the plot? <laughs> yeah. Oh, there it is. There's the plot of the movie. Ah, that's convenient. 
Um, I was kind of hoping he would plummet to his death at some point, yes. but um, did not happen. And, you know, I know that would have meant that we would have also lost Scully, but I feel like it was a sacrifice I was willing to make. <laughs> so we spender. spender. Check and spender. Exactly. Yep. Um, so he goes looking around, he finds Scully's clothes <laughs> randomly on the floor. Yeah, just happens, he happens to just stumble into that as well. Yep. <laughs> oh, didn't find anybody else's clothes. <laughs> yeah. Scully's. But um, I guess the bees left them there. <laughs> <laughs> so he starts uh looking through and seeing like all these people in the pods yeah there's and... there's an amazing uh matt um hr geiger matt painting yeah, <laughs> um then we see all the pods in the world and it just reminded me of the matrix which came out the year mm -hmm. after this but that's yep. it basically was uh, the same image <laughs> it was the same image um he does finally come across Scully because magic. Uh, <laughs> because how would he found Scully? I like, mean, there's so many like pods in that matte painting. Like, how did you like <laughs> that matte painting? <laughs> the genie is in full power. Yes. In this film. Yeah. Um, Scully looks super creepy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in yeah. that pod. Yeah. Um, I was this just was like, effective, like, there. the creepiness and the way they set her up, like, you know, with the thing down her mouth. It was Whoa. like an umbilical cord. Okay. So, yeah, I didn't realize it was an umbilical cord at first. I thought it was just, like, a tube, like, an air tube yeah. of some sort, like, keeping her alive. So creepy. Um, So he breaks open the thing. All the water comes rushing out, which I kind of feel like, what if that was keeping her alive? Like, I don't... Yeah. This is bad! So, anyway, he gives her the vaccine and that's when the alien leaves her body and the umbilical cord shrivels <laughs> up and she <laughs> threw up again because... So gross. gross. And I was just like, oh, just kill her. God, she had an umbilical cord in her mouth. Yeah, just shoot like, her. She yeah. set her off at this yeah, point. Yeah, you don't want to live through that. I, no. no not at all. <laughs> kill me. Kill me. If I have an umbilical cord... No, just... I'm done. I'm done. Um, and of course, by injecting Scully with the uh, um, what they call a vaccine, which is not a vaccine because uh, that's not what vaccines are. They're using <laughs> words wrong again. Um, it's a cure or uh, so, I don't know, something. It kills off the aliens, makes them leave their body uh, after they've been infected. Hence, not a vaccine. Um, <laughs> it, then it, I guess it goes through the system and does it for everybody. So Hi. conveniently, then the building starts blowing up and shutting down. Yes. Yeah, George is freaking out, making sure everyone gets out. Um, which would be terrible because if it does it for everybody, then these people are still going to die because they're inside of like water filled containers. So now they mm -hmm. just drown. Yeah. It's just, it's just bad all the way around. Yeah. Um, we also are, are if, even if they punch out, they're naked in Antarctica. They're going <laughs> to freeze to death and die. <laughs> Um, so they're, uh, Mulder and Scully are running. I do like the scene because it moves really fast. So, it, you mm -hmm. know, but um, Mulder and Scully are running. Um, at some point, Mulder covers Scully up and makes her fully clothed. <laughs> yeah. And I know, I guess she's supposed to be wearing socks and maybe he's wearing the shoes. But at one point, it looks like maybe they were, they had probably put sneakers on her is my guess, like white sneakers. Because it looked like she's wearing shoes. And I was like, did he carry an extra pair of shoes with him too? Some small-sized <laughs> shoes? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so as did he Did he ever get her cross that, was, that he found in the pod? 
Oh, probably. That was probably like, just like we'll eh, that yeah, we'll again. just leave oh, that yeah. there. Yeah, yeah he probably that was probably like the first thing he picked up. Um, who cares to save Scully? I gotta take time to pick up this cross. Anyway, they <laughs> are you just such a dig? Like, oh, this stupid thing yeah. <laughs> throws it away. <laughs> so as they're running out, we do see them pass up aliens, and the aliens are like in the pods, and they're like trying to escape, yeah. which is creepy as well but these are all those evil yeah monster aliens. monster aliens um, premature hatching premature yeah oh, um, but so apparently nice. they don't have the strength in the pod that a molder has to punch through one like i guess maybe <laughs> but doesn't he take something and and he, oh does he okay. yeah yeah I think right, he right. and he also molder is filled with the power of love brad oh, okay <laughs> oh, that's like a song. Um. Anyway, so it turns out the aliens have like t- no like strength. They're like super scary and sharp teeth, but like they have no muscular strength <laughs> whatsoever. I mean, they're new. <laughs> like, um, I also like that George is like Mulder has the vaccine because he already knows that Mulder's there. Yep. Um, we also learned that the aliens have a weakness against steam pipes. Yes. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Um, George and- can sense Mulder. It's like Darth Vader sensing Luke's presence. Exactly. Because it's a song. Uh, so, anyway, so uh, they're running through and as they finally make it out of the hole, now the earth and the, like, there's a crater that basically starts opening around <laughs> them and they're running for their lives. Of course. Scully looks like she is death. I mean, yes. <laughs> which she had an umbilical cord in her mouth. I guess I would be dead Definitely. too. Definitely. And then all of a sudden, a big alien ship comes out of the oh, ground man, and flies away. <laughs> so George was working in the alien ship this whole time. Right. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You know. Because why not? I'm sure. And all his men. Yeah. Well, obviously. Okay. Yeah, that's what they do. Yeah. I mean, I understand the syndicate knowing what's going on, but how do they keep explaining this to people that, like, just are on the payroll? I... <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> so- Ice makes no sense. Because it's not... I mean, the ship is huge, so even if they made it away in time, because maybe the guys that were working don't realize they're working on an alien ship, they just think they're working on some underground Underground bunker thing, right? So, but they couldn't have made it that far away where they didn't look up and see an alien ship fly over them. I don't know. Anyway, so... (laughs) Um, Mulder looks like a little kid. He is so excited to see the alien ship and... (laughs) Like seeing Santa. Yeah. Yeah, and then Scully is, like, passed out, and I was thinking, uh, again, Scully's not gonna see the alien thing. Like, at this point, we're still playing these, like, stupid status quo games. Yeah, because Scully says she saw it, but I'm like, how? How did you see it? You, like, couldn't even, like, your eyes kept rolling in the back of your head. Like, I don't know how you... Well, she knows she was in a thing. If Mulder says it flies away, I mean, it's... I don't understand why it's a big deal for Scully to see the thing flying away. No. That doesn't mean... She woke up in a pod a minute ago. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, yeah, I can wake up in a pod and get, like, stung by, like, a magic bee. (laughs) But, like, oh, I see a ship fly away? That's too much. We can't let Scully see that. That'll change the dynamic of the show, which we're against, oh, by the way, in case yeah. you were curious. <laughs> yeah. Changing the dynamic of the show. <laughs> all the way. Um, also on that thing, she's, she's like completely without any strength, obviously mm-hmm. makes complete sense. Right. But then as Mulder <laughs> passes out, she like gets up super fast to like cradle him in her arms. And I'm like, what the Hell, like, where'd you get all that strength from all of a sudden? Like, it's... you would think they would have just both passed out. And then how the hell did they get out of Antarctica? Oh, well, they just drove drove away. Yeah. I, 
Yeah, yeah, Mulder ran out of gas in his little uh, yeah. um, thing that he got from question mark. Um, <laughs> and had enough gas just to get to question mark. Um, but uh, this reminds me of when I saw King Kong in the theater with a friend of mine, <laughs> and they had they had captured King Kong, and uh, Jack Black wanted to take him back to uh, New York or whatever. And I turned to my friend and I whispered in her, in her ear, "How are they going to get that thing on that ship and get it back to the? Oh, it's just oh, they're going to skip it." Yeah, yeah. Fade out, fade back in. They're in New York. Don't they? Don't even bother. That's, that's exactly what happened here. So now, um, but we had time for cavemen, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now we're back at the office of professional review, and obviously Scully turned in some really crazy, crazy report. Oh boy. Because. Even Cassidy's like, uh, okay, so I read your report, and now I'm hearing it, and, uh, what? <laughs> I don't so know what's going on. I'm so Mulder didn't, like, burst and be like, that's right! Why don't we hear the <laughs> truth? Blah, 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 there's a secret conspiracy, Elvis is alive! And, and all Scully says is, like, we have proof, and gives her the B? <laughs> um, ma'am, this, this is, is a B. B. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Case closed. <laughs> no, 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 ma'am. This is just a B. I don't. What am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> it's just so, so silly. <laughs> and then Scully says, "Well, I don't believe the FBI currently has an investigative unit qualified to pursue the evidence in hand." As she hands her the B, and they're like, "To investigate uh, bees." Yeah. <laughs> and I think the correct response is. Um, yeah, we don't, because we fired your ass. <laughs> um, so I guess no one's going to be investigating this B on taxpayer dollars. <laughs> I just like that everybody in the panel looks at Skinner like, these are your two fucking people, Skinner. Uh, he's not going to be an assistant director very much longer. I, I feel no. bad for Skinner. Yeah. Uh, so then they're, in, like, in front of the Capitol or whatever, and Mulder and Scully are talking, and we are back to status quo. Um, newfound, uh, reinvigorated in their work on the X-Files, Scully especially because they can save people's lives. Huh? <laughs> also, when Mulder injected Scully, I know, like, on the, on the alien ship or whatever, I know, obviously, she was his priority, but don't throw that bottle away that you, that the vaccine was in. Take that with you, put it in your pocket, because there will be at least a drop of that vaccine left in there. And then try to reverse engineer it. Yeah. Yeah. How many How about of these that? are underground, like, filled with, like, uh, people? Was that yeah. the only one? I don't know. I doubt it. We got a whole other bee colony being brought up uh, in Tunisia now. Mm. Oh, and yeah. also so that scene with Mulder and Scully, of course, Scully grabs his hand. And then there's, like, a sunset behind him, even. And I was like, is this movie, like, made for shippers? <laughs> I just not so... me. Yeah, because there's no cry check. There's <laughs> no cry check. Can I just point out that uh, Scully and Molda, um, you know, they went to kiss, and a bee prevented it because the bee even knew it was wrong. But yet yeah, we've had a cry check and Molda kiss on screen. Just want to point <laughs> that out. The bees are okay with that. True. True. Um, so and Telico that... rode that bee. Into Scully's jacket, so he must <laughs> be a shipper too. 
<laughs> Yay! <laughs> a Skinner Scully shipper. Because mm. uh, he does not want yes. them to kiss. <laughs> Attack my little friends. Attack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so at the very end, we're in Tunisia where Shrughold is there with um, another cornfield and more bees. And uh, George is there. Why George has to fly to Tunisia? I'm not sure. Why can't they just use the holiday? Bubble? Yeah. I don't understand. So somebody could tap the phone. Oh, that's true. Uh, they have business to discuss. Who are they going to tell? This was before <laughs> Skype. <laughs> well, even Strughold says, because uh, George says, well, we have business to discuss. And Strughold goes, we have regular channels for this. Like, why are you here? Um, it involves Mulder, and he shows him the little message that says, X-Files reopen, stop, please advise, stop. So season six will pick up where season two left. <laughs> it's so okay so yeah and then we just see that they're in the middle of the desert we made it heroes heroes yeah i i was kind of upset there was no cry check though yeah um i did understand that and i wonder if we're ever getting marita back as well because they say we did get martin landau yeah it's true it's true we get those hard to have kids. Yeah. The kids were great. Best. <laughs> Best. <laughs> you're not an FBI agent. You look like Travis Heard a hat, I heard a hat, a human skull. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, um, that was the movie. Mm-hmm. For the movie, Mulder vs. Scully. Oh. Wow. Scully got Scully had a really bad time in this movie. She got kidnapped. Um, I don't know. Mulder managed to deflect a bullet. With his That's true. Skull. Yeah, he survived a shot to the head. Scully Mulder's had got an spend, adamantium uh, skeleton. Scully got kidnapped. Scully had to hide yeah. under a corpse. She got stuck. Oh by, yeah. But Mulder did freezer. find out that his dad loved Samantha more than him. <laughs> he knew okay. that already. Yeah, we already knew that. Um, he knew that. I'm going to say Mulder, just because yeah. Scully had the worst time. She really did. Yeah. Although she was prevented from snogging uh, Mulder uh, by Teleco and his bee. But she did want to, which oh. means she also loses. But Bi- Byers did. also lost, because uh, <laughs> he's going <laughs> to throw away his only clothing. Oh. But uh, Scully was finally able to wear clothes that fit her. It's true. <laughs> true. <laughs> Though at one point I couldn't tell if it was a dress or a jacket. <laughs> Maybe there was a scene where Mulder tried giving the jacket back to Byers, and he was like, "Oh, you stretched it out. Ugh, just keep it." <laughs> That's true. That's I got that. And why? At what point did Byers like get out of the hospital bed and then sneak out the hospital? <laughs> That's true. Did he just have a nap when he was He's in still the bed? there? Oh. Um. So I don't know. It sounds to me like Mulder. So. Yeah. I'll let him uh, the movie. That's fine. He, he loses enough episodes. That's okay. <laughs> All right, Monster Runway. Who is the monster? Ooh. I mean, Martin Landau had for a kid. public urination. <laughs> yes. Very true. I mean, but there were straight up monsters in <laughs> in this. Um, but yeah, I think Martin Landau, like, yeah, a possible child cluster. <laughs> it's true because the fact that he said again that they brought those charges up a couple times. Yeah, I mean uh, maybe yeah. framed, but 
the fact that they can access the same well, I don't know. Yeah. And it's, and it's not like modern day where, yeah, I guess they could just, like, plant files on his computer. Nah. Like, you gotta, like, there's gotta be some, like, stuff. Yep. Scariness of Kurzweil. Well, he did, like, look like he was about to make love to Mulder in that alley at one point. I think point, like, so. a six-year-old. He's very scary. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, creativity? I think he's a crazy person. I don't think he's creative. Yeah. No. Sex appeal? <laughs> no, no, no. All right. Time for feedback, which we got uh, several in while we were recording. So, yeah. what's up? I know. Um, Claire, would you like to read one? Yes. I, I have them open right now. I'm not stalling at all. And. Uh, Hang on. <laughs> you know, we could just read one while you're this opening. This is from Heidi. No, I got it. <laughs> this is from Heidi. Hey, guys, I have seen this movie a couple of times, actually. I didn't see it in the theatres, but I think I rented the VHS. I also remember my teacher coming up with some random excuse to let us watch it in my high school medical assisting class. Probably because Scully was a doctor or something. Wow. Before I get too far into the movie, what I remember most is the killer bees. And I think there is a Mulder Scully kiss, or maybe an almost, an almost kiss? Okay, onto the movie. Ooh, black oil. I never knew what that was back in the day. I predict much excitement was had when Terry O'Quinn came on the screen. It's like a Millennium crossover! Yes, that is the David Duchovny panic face, same as his happy, sad, or excited face. <laughs> Don't mess with Terry O'Quinn, Mulder. Let's hope it's not a Millennium crossover since Terry O'Quinn got blown up. Mulder's father sure had a lot of friends, didn't he? FEMA is the secret government. Good old wacky X-Files conspiracies. How many times has Mulder been wrong? Really? What a question! It always amazes me how Mulder and Scully get into places that should be heavily guarded. Ah oh, yes, there's the bees. There's the bees. Uh, Mulder acts like Scully is choosing to quit when she could continue to work with him, but she's been reassigned. She wouldn't be working with him anyway. That's right. The bee interrupted the kiss. That's the conspiracy to keep Mulder and Scully apart. Good thing this is a movie or it would have said to be continued with Mulder bleeding on the ground and Scully in the fake ambulance. That's true. Why is the well-manicured man giving Mulder so much information? He's usually so secretive. We're getting explanations on aliens. They've been li living dormant as a virus, huh? Samantha and the clones. And he gives Mulder an antidote for Scully. He's probably going to die. Yep, there's the explosion. I promise <laughs> I didn't remember that part. Mulder had coordinates to find Scully. Why didn't he take enough fuel for his snow tractor to make it there and back? Yes, <laughs> yes it's true. Yes, climb down the scary ice tunnel. That seems like a sensible idea. Scully looked really freaky when Mulder busted her out of the ice. And I was gagging when he was pulling the tube, or whatever that was, out of her throat. Me too, Heidi. Yeah, really. Mulder, quit gawking at the alien ship and get Scully's face off of the snow. So they can't keep denying alien existence now, right? Maybe Scully can because she didn't see the ship. I thought that desert location said Tatooine. Uh, it did. It was just about different. <laughs> they should have, like, gone into the Mos Eisley cantina and George is having a smoke. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um... I hope you guys can explain the plot of this movie to me. Why are we more worried about this virus than about the fact that an alien spaceship just flew away? I think I pretty much only remembered that one scene of the movie. Can't wait to hear your thoughts. Sorry this email is longer than normal. Until next time, Heidi. Thanks, Heidi. Thank you, Heidi. Alright. Get a voicemail here. 
did I? Cause I forgot to send be- feedback for the movie. Ah, hopefully it's in time. Um, surprisingly, I enjoyed it. After not- I haven't seen it since it was in the theaters in 1998 or whatever that was, and I actually still enjoyed it. I don't know why, but I did. Uh, poor, uh, poor no Terry O'Quinn died. Maybe, possibly, probably. I don't know. Who knows? I was a little disappointed there was no cry check. I, I didn't remember if he was in there or not. And the Black Oil definitely kicked it up a notch. Would have been nice if they had the Black Oil in the last episode of the season, wouldn't it? Uh, but no. Nope. We had a love triangle instead. All right. Mm-hmm. I'll talk to you guys next week when I'll be joining you for the beginning. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you, Michael David. Thank you. You're such a liar. You hate cry check. <laughs> um, I got an email here from Fry says, I know I know a lot of people really don't like the movie, including a lot of fans. I think it's really fun. From the awesome movie explosions to the great camera work, it is it is all just really good. The story may make very little sense. True. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is part of what adds to the atmosphere. <laughs> My only real problem with it is that it doesn't really work as a myth arc episode because it's not moving forward the psychic kid storyline that was in the season five finale i don't think we're ever seeing that psychic kid again no um and it doesn't seem to make much sense for your newcomers either nine out of ten fun romps nice i've got one from daniel here hey intro to x was it just me or was the script for the conversation between scully and Mulder while they were searching the rooftop for the bomb, more unbearable than any previous monologue. It was pretty bad. Yes. Yeah. Um, I did like how Mulder's panic face is just his regular expressionless face. Surely that was some deliberate self-parody by Duchovny. You give him a lot of credit. Yeah. Um, then there's a period and a space. New sentence. Um, I'm sure Brad was delighted to see the return of the bees, one of his favorite things from the mythology. Yeah, it still doesn't make any sense. <laughs> what are those bees? What is that corn? Um, can you imagine what buyer's clothes must have smelled like? Unfortunately, yes. Um, <laughs> Not as bad as Frohickey's or Langley's, I imagine. I think it's like I think it's like heavy old like um like Old Spice or Aqua Velva <laughs> and like 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 mold. Gross. Like like mm. yeah. I they haven't been to a dry cleaner in like years. Um, luckily, they're in the garbage now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but still, that's not your call, Mulder. That's your friend's clothing. Well, in that one scene with Well Manicured Man, we get the answers to everything from the black, from what the black oil is. Hmm. The nature <laughs> of the relationship between the syndicate and the colonists. Well, uh, the purpose of the drone clones. Hmm. <laughs> and even the stupid movie title, Fight the Future. Uh, were you all satisfied with the answers? No, because they don't make sense. <laughs> Also, how many times did they say fight the future in this fucking movie? Fight <laughs> the really... future. Fight, fight, fight. They, they said, I, think, I think Chris said it I more in his once. song. <laughs> I thought they said it like three times. Did they? Yeah, yeah. I think three times. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, really? it's too many. I didn't even notice it. Oh, yeah, because Well Manicured Man says it. And then, um, and then, like, I think they say it at the end. I think, uh, um... I don't know, a uh, German guy says it, and then somebody <laughs> else says it. I'm pretty sure they say German it a few guy times. German guy says, you know, just German guy. German I wish guy. it was just some random German guy. <laughs> Und hello! I am Franz, I'm here to let you know. Find the future! Goodbye! Auf Wiedersehen! Search. We're going to get the answers to this. Okay, so well manicured. Oops, if I could spell it correctly, that'd be great. 
Uh, so while manicured, man says it. I found. And Shrughold says it okay. twice. So it's just uh, just two. I found the transcript. I only I only have the one at the end. Uh, well, man, the romantic man definitely He's, said it. He yeah. says it when he says, your father oh. chose hope over selfishness. Hope in the future he had, his children, his hope for you, was what you would uncover the truth for the project, that you would stop it, that you would fight the future. Fight, fight, fight the future. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, somebody needs to do a rewrite. Um, <clears throat> uh, blah, blah, blah. I would love to know how the hell Mulder is supposed to have gone to Antarctica. You can't exactly fly commercial there. <laughs> that was a pretty Genie. magic carpet. <laughs> yes, definitely. That was a pretty lame time to shoehorn a mouth-to-mouth scene in. And of oh, course, yeah. Scully has to be unconscious when the giant spaceship flies overhead because the status quo is all that really matters in this series. <laughs> if I were Mulder, I would consider punching her in the face at that moment. Um. <laughs> yeah, I thought about why not just grab her by the hair and force her to look at <laughs> the sky. I just feel. I again, I feel like. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy they don't let her see it, but I don't. I think that's the least convincing evidence of anything. Yeah. Like the B is better evidence. Well, I mean, also even if she had seen it, she was so out of it. She that's like the easiest thing to be like, yeah, I was delusional. Like, yeah, or yeah. It's Although, government. She all of a sudden wasn't out of it. So yeah. no, or it's just like an actual like secret government ship. Like yeah, doesn't have to be aliens just because it's a flying saucer. Um, so how did Mulder and Scully not freeze it in Antarctica? Who even knows where they were or had the resources to bring them back? Seriously. Stingray. Um, <laughs> He's got the tracking <laughs> system on Scully. <laughs> at this point, you I mean, it would make good sense just to keep their insurance bills down to the FBI <laughs> for Skinner just yep. to tag a little tracker on her. Um, who cares because the X-Files have been reopened? Well, that didn't last long. Since their last office burned down, maybe this time Scully will get a desk. <gasps> oh! oh. I hope she gets a desk. That would be awesome. If she doesn't get a desk, fuck this show. <laughs> um, I felt like this movie's plot holes strained all senses of logic. If you're much older than ten, uh, if you're t- much older than ten, much older than ten, <laughs> it's a period, and then says four out of ten. That's his rating. So it's not ten out of ten point four. Um, <laughs> much older than ten point four out of ten. Gross alien <laughs> throat gags. Uh, thanks for watching, Daniel. Thank you. Thanks, Daniel. No problem. Daniel gave it a four out of ten. Yes, he gave it. Or he gave it a ten point four. But I think he gave it a four out of ten. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure he gave it a four out of ten. All right. Um, Let's see. We've got uh, Nutty sending feedback. Nutty says, "Caveman, are you kidding me? (laughs) Oh no, Lucas Black got black oiled." Okay, so aliens have been here since the cavemen. They have been using the Shadow Organization, and the Shadow Organization is working on a vaccine. Scully is awesome and hot when she's bossy. She really is. Mulder and his genie don't seem to care about logic or Scully's career. (laughs) But like always, she does all the work and is the one who gets hurt. Scully and Mulder were kissing. This counts, seriously. But bam, she is stung and again hurt to show us how serious this is. When the ambulance driver shot Mulder, I was not expecting that. That was awesome. I wasn't really expecting it either. For some, I, I, I assume the paramedics weren't part of the actual hospital, but I did not expect them right. to just shoot him. It, it, it lingers just long enough to see the actual ambulance arrive. Yeah. Yeah. Bat, you know, behind them, and they probably picked Mulder up. Yes. How did yeah. they just graze it? Like, <laughs> that's so dumb. <laughs> He's got a really hard head. Just shoot uh, the shoulder. <laughs> 
Um, I like having the lone gunman, Smokey Skinner, and everyone from the show. I'm glad they didn't focus on all new characters just because they could get known people. Speaking of casting, they had like every character actor with a southern accent in this. Who <laughs> 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 say? What about my man? (laughs) (laughs) Sad to see well manicured man. Uh, Go the English shadowy guy. I like. I I kind of liked him. Mulder should have hypothermia. Everyone should. No one is wearing hats or anything around their necks. Come on, people. Mm -hmm. And then carrying a wet scaly. I'm maybe she meant Scully. A wet Scully around in the cold. I know. I know. Nutty was typing this fast to get this in. <laughs> Hypothermia and frostbite. I know there are so many uh, niggling inaccuracies in this movie, but this one is just bothering me a lot. Okay, so the aliens finally left because they realized one of their human hosts rejected the process. Oh well, Scully saw flying saucer, so it's all okay. She should still be dead, but movie magic, right? More like genie magic mm. uh i'm so, yep. i'm sorry did scully just single-handedly revive the x-files boom she wins b <laughs> i win i know <laughs> he's closed corn in the middle east seriously so many times when watching this movie i just said nope as in in no way in hell i'd be doing all this stuff especially when it came to caves <laughs> so, apparently nutty hates caves mm. um so this was just a really long episode, but it was better than any of the episodes I've seen, so it's pretty good. Still, this was a really long movie and lots of fake-out endings. Over time, I thought it was ending. Another end... Oh, yeah. Over time, I thought it was ending. Another end came. It was like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yep. As I watched as I watched this part, uh, came back to me. I did see... I did see this in the theater when it came out the guy was i was dating at the time was in x-files fan but i didn't remember what happened just scenes like the bees what were you doing in the movie theater nutty kurzweil mm. <laughs> <laughs> the name must be named for ray kurzweil right mm-hmm. please tell me someone has a fun fact about chris carter paying uh, homage i can cool. <laughs> i can tell you the real kurzweil is much cooler and more badass I've met him. He was intelligent and cool, not creepy and weird Martin Landau. This was long feedback, but so was this movie. I'm sure I'm the last feedback in. Sorry it's so late. Actually, I don't... Yeah, you might have been. I, I don't know. You well, were we one st- of. We still got a voicemail so, here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hello, Chris here again with some unplanned and unwritten down feedback. So uh, I'll keep an eye on the time. Um, so, the X-Files movie. Ah... Uh, Despite all that fun at the beginning, I really feel it should be pointed out, if it hasn't already, that it's not called The X-Files Fight the Future. It's called The X-Files. That's the name of it. Fight the Future. Just a tagline. Like, um, live, die, repeat. Except, of course, that became the title of the film later, for some fucking reason. Um, so think of, think of Fight the Future in the same way you think about, you know, the truth is out there, deny everything, etc. Hence, new theme tune. Uh, thanks very much. Uh, greatly enjoyed um <clears throat> it turns out um i really like the film i really like the movie uh, i wasn't so sure about it when it first came out because it was trying to walk this line between being for newbies and for you know ongoing viewing people and i initially thought it was just it tried to strike a middle ground that it was never gonna satisfy both parties uh, it turns out it only just doesn't satisfy newcomers, to be honest with you. If you're an X-Files person, it's pretty accessible. It, you know, the 
Um, Bat A said the other day it's the most coherent the mythology is, and although they've decided to just start doing Alien, um, he's got a point. It is more coherent. And um, Rob Bowman, man, his visual storytelling. I, I talked briefly on Twitter to Tammy and your erstwhile host, um, Robin. <laughs> I forgot his name. I didn't really. It's just my brain isn't working. Um, about that. I love um, Lucas Black in the pit, and you think, oh, this is in the middle of the desert, and then it comes up, and it's not in the middle of the desert, and then it's really near a city, and it's good, and then they step out of the bee boob, and it's quiet, and then all noise, and there's helicopters, and ah, I can't talk, and that's two minutes. Bye! (laughs) Thanks, Chris. I like that you referred to it as the bee boob. (laughs) Yes. I also like that his feedback says, fight, fight, fight the feedback. (laughs) (laughs) I, I do think in the context of this movie, the mythology is more coherent. I just don't, you know, overall, right. it muddies it quite a lot. But yeah. just in a self-contained two yeah. hours, I think it makes more sense than some of the episodes during the oh, season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if Because the problem is we're trying to, like, you know, make sense of all of it. Um, yes. If you just, like, retcon it all and, like, forget everything before this, sure. Yeah. Fine. But, <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, so that was it for feedback. Uh, the next thing up is ratings. Yay! <laughs> Matt, as our special guest, what is your rating for just the X Files? Sorry, not not X Files. Fight the future. Fight the future. <laughs> fight, 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 fight the fight, future. Fight, I fight the future. Um, I've read there's like a lot of argument online whether people consider it part of the title or not. Apparently, there is controversy because apparently some scripts had it as part of the title, some do not. So maybe, weird. maybe not. I don't know. It's a weird thing to argue about. <laughs> <laughs> what does everyone's DVD case say? Mine is. I think it's just the X Files movie, like the disc says. The file um, I have says "Fight the Future," but I don't know if that's uh, necessarily. Uh... My my DVD just says "The X Files Movie," and it's a very sneaky-looking molder on it. I think mine says "Fight the Future," but it's in the other room. So, international, international. They don't believe in fighting the future. Nope. It's like Ninja Turtles. They can't. They have to call them Hero Turtles. They're not allowed to say "Fight the Future" there. <laughs> but um, Amazon, uh, you can get the DVD and it says The X-Files Fight the Future. Um, but if you just watch it on the Prime Instant, it just says The X-Files. So, there you go. Mm. Weird. Drums. So again, even nobody can decide what it is. So Matt, <gasps> score? Okay. Well, I, I like this movie. Yes, the plot is a mess. Is the syndicate actually FEMA, the secret government? If so, I I still don't understand why they brought the bodies to their own lab and then they blew up the building to destroy the lab. And then did a piss poor job of it because then the bodies showed up at the naval base. So no clue there. No clue about the difference between the virus and the gestating alien and then the colonists. I wish we saw Crycheck. I wish Scully hadn't been abducted again. I don't approve of public urination or conversations (laughs) during acts of urination. And yet it's epic in scope. It has exciting action scenes. Great transition, cinematography, good FX. We saw scary aliens. We saw a flying spaceship. Teleco put a saddle on a bee and hitched a ride on Scully's shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) Blythe Danner did some awesome desk acting. Uh, I disagree with Nutty. I don't feel like this was an extended episode of the TV series. It felt like a movie, and I enjoyed it, despite itself. I'll give it 9 out of 10 non-refundable deposits on orphans. 
Nice. Claire, what do you think of the movie? You don't get your money back if, if, uh, if an orphan <laughs> sustains any injury. It's really that simple, oh, no. folks. Cool, blimey, mister. <laughs> um, I really didn't enjoy it the first time um, we watched it. But the second time, I actually enjoyed it a lot more. But maybe it's because I could keep track more of sort of what was going on with the mythology. Um, it felt like a movie, definitely. I kind of wish that it had followed a bit more on from where we left this, this, the series. Um, it, it did feel like it was stuff we'd seen before in terms of the, oh no, the X-Files has been closed. Ah. Like Tammy said, we're going back to season two or whatever it was. Um, but I enjoyed it. Uh, Teleco riding a bee is now my favorite thing, and I'm going to have to draw that at some point because it's just adorable. Um, so I'm going to give it... Uh, I'll give it seven and a half out of ten. Fight, fight, fight the future. <laughs> nice. Brad? I forgot to add that Mulder got shot in the head. How great was that? Yeah, no, that was great. <laughs> yeah, I... like. I think the first time when we watched this, it was like, I just could not believe that this is the X-Files movie. This was not what I was expecting at all. At all. And it started with cavemen. <laughs> Again. Yes. Guys, if you haven't watched in a while, um, it starts with cavemen. Can't be mentioned enough. Um, the mythology continues not to make sense, like, overall. Like, um, I, and I don't, I feel like there are simple fixes that they could make. Um, I... I love those Hurtahatta kids. Like, I just love, like, these dumb yokel kids with their fucking, like, finding a human skull and being excited about it because they're creepo weird monsters. Fuck you, Texas. Um, like, yikes. Um, there's so many weird, goofy things that I am, I've been so excited to talk about this all week. Um, but, yeah, it's, it, it's not great. And I, I think it... I can definitely see um, how it feels like an extended episode. Um, I'm not a visual person, so that means nothing to me. Um, maybe it looks better. I don't really know. I know there are lots of explosions. There's definitely money in it um, more than the show. I can see that, but uh, you, whatever. Um, makes no sense. I, But it's incredibly ridiculous and, and hilarious. I'll go 7 out of 10. Uh, heard I had a kid. TC! TC! Oh, TC! What about my man? <laughs> um, yeah, I... Uh, I had very low expectations of the movie. Uh, I got, guys, I gotta be honest. Um, so it was definitely better than what I thought it was gonna be. Um, and it went, for me, the two hours went really fast, which was uh, pleasant. Um, I did have a big thing of coffee before I watched it, uh, just in case. <laughs> Um, but I stayed awake the whole time, which mythology usually puts me to sleep pretty quickly. And this didn't, I, for me, I did think it felt like a movie versus an elongated episode. And I think that if we just try and forget seasons one through five and we just start here and we pretend this is the beginning of the show, um, I might actually enjoy a lot of things more. I don't. <laughs> if you had never watched the X-Files, you might enjoy the X-Files now. <laughs> the thing that's made you dislike X-Files is watching the X-Files. I know, but like this this movie, I just think, even though the mythology still didn't make sense, it made more sense than the TV show mythology. 
makes sense. Um, I would actually be scared of these aliens taking over if these are the aliens we're dealing with versus the other aliens, which we saw one in a cell smoking a cigarette at one time. Like, Aww. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, these are scary creatures. I could see why we would want to fight the future in that sense. Um, uh, you know, so I, I enjoyed it. Um, and Scully looked great. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know if they oh, got she a different. Looks hot. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if they like got a different wardrobe person for the movie. Um, so I'm gonna give it uh eight out of ten. One B to rule them all. <laughs> so oh. <laughs> that gives the episode That's one my... teleco to ride it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Come along. So that gives the movie seven point eight eight. Not bad, movie. Yeah. Good on you, movie. <laughs> Good job, movie. Well done. I named Good my job, you little movie. So as we uh, do not have Millennium this week, uh, we thought we would take... (laughs) I know. Wait, 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 Claire. Calm down. Hold on. Uh, (laughs) I think we're going to take this opportunity to read the winning fan fiction. Oh, yeah. Uh, Brad, were you planning on reading that? Are you going to do that live? Yes. I just have to find it. If you don't have it, I have it. It has to to be done live. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm just... Uh, do you have any requests, Matt? It came in on the 15th. Do you have any requests, Matt, for uh, special guests? <laughs> uh, I was hoping, uh, I don't know his name, but you hear him on Ramjack sometimes. He has a bit of a weight problem. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Alright, no, we, we have two characters here, so which which should he uh, be the other one, I assume? I think he'd be the second one. Alright, alright, so who should our main character, uh, any, any... <laughs> Oh, Kermit. Oh. Wish Kermit the Frog was Mulder. (laughs) It was Mulder, except... Please, please, King Mulder be Kermit, please. (laughs) Hey-ho, I'm Mulder. (laughs) Is my spirit angry with me by Spooky Agent, Sunday, April 26, 1998. This is uh, (laughs) a first post as a member. (laughs) Hello, friends. I'm new to the site, but I hope someone here can help me. I work in federal law enforcement, and I've come to rely on the guidance and wish-granting abilities of my own personal djinn, Amani, who <laughs> down to a ring several years ago. For many years, Amani has used her djinn powers to help me solve cases. Cases that were deemed by others unsolvable. Often, I'm able to make leaps of logic that shock and amaze my colleagues. <laughs> I owe it all to my spirit companion, Abani. For instance, and I can't give too many details because of the confidentiality reasons, I'm sure you understand, (laughs) I was asked to investigate bovine mutations in Texas. My suspect was a food delivery person. (laughs) I knew, deep inside myself, that this food delivery person... Okay, he delivered pizzas. LOL. (laughs) Belonged to a vampire clan. He and his ilk had been draining nearby animals of their blood to to sate their ravenous appetites. I had no factual basis for this theory. My partner... Ah! Because <laughs> Fozzie's Scully now, by the way. Um, my partner, the skeptic, dismayed my theory as absurd and ridiculous and a waste of fucking time. <laughs> but I so needed for vampires to be real that my gen, Amani, 
invested my will, manifested my will. Although I ended up stabbing this person to death, I knew I was absolved of any wrongdoing because Amani made it so. My partner could not understand my actions. She thought perhaps I had been under the influence of narcotics. I could tell her, I could not tell her about my gin. She, along with many of my colleagues, consider me a criminal profiling genius. Lately, however, Amani has not been so cooperative, at least not with regard to my personal life. I would like to meet an attractive, smart, funny woman, but it's difficult because of the long hours I spend at work or alone in my apartment. I desperately want companionship, but Amani has not yet manifested such a person into existence, so I'm left to wonder, <laughs> is my Jin angry with me? Did she leave me? And how can I get her back? Thanks in advance. First of all, if Mulder were played by Kermit the Frog, I would love Mulder so I know, hard. So like, it's so nice. <laughs> also, I love that we now have confirmation as to the name of Mulder's genie. Thank you, Matt. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, sorry, there's a response here. <clears throat> response. Is my spirit angle angry with me? By Midnight Seraphim, <laughs> Monday, April 7th, 1998. Veteran member, post 11,038. Number of spirits, 120. <laughs> Spelled number, 15. Favorite spirit, throned angels. <laughs> Hi. Welcome to the forum, spooky agent. An important question. What kind of gin do you have? If you have a nib gin, you may, you may not have lost her so much as she is teleported to another place. <laughs> gin are very powerful, capable of manifestation, protection, precognition, <laughs> even speak, even manipulating time and the elements. <laughs> However, if you require an ability it does not already possess, I may leave your vessel... It, it may leave your vessel and seek out another spirit to teach it that new ability. You can try censoring and meditation exercises to recall the spirit to your vessel, but you may be better off waiting for your nebgen to return to you at its own pace. You can also try constructing a charging box. Uh, let me explain. I had a similar <laughs> issue with my air spirit, Kelico. <laughs> he was a sprightly, entertaining spirit that sent waterfalls of energies to erase my doubts and frustrations. Then one day, he suddenly stopped th sending those waterfalls, and I became very afraid. What if poor Telico would become bored of our relationship? Perhaps even hostile? Although he is an ethereal air spirit, perhaps being bound to a human companion was inhibiting his own hopes and desires. Spirits have passions, too. I tried <laughs> moving him to different vessels. He can fit in anything. He's an air spirit, after all. <laughs> oh, well, JK. Um, but nothing happened. <laughs> It was like he either disappeared or he never even existed. <laughs> Eventually, I realized the vessels I had been offering Teddyco were not well suited to his personality. He is a creative spirit and needed a vessel to express that. 
So I fashioned a charging box out of wood and filled it with sand, feathers, and gemstones. After casting a charging spell on the box, I left it outside in the moonlight. The next morning, I felt Teleco had returned to me. He appreciated his new charging box because I made it tailored to his personality. <laughs> you will know when your gin returns to Spooky Agent because you, you will feel the weight of its presence on your soul. You may experience episodes of lightheadedness or forgetfulness. This is your gin sending powerful messages to your third eye. <laughs> if you ever walked into a room and thought, wait... Why did I come into this room? What was I looking for? This is your gin communicating. Stop. Close your eyes. Hold your breath. And open yourself to the metaphysical plane. Remember, spirits want to be part of the living world. That's what... The, that they want to communicate with you and be your steadfast, loyal companions. You only have to listen. I'm sure it's only a matter of time before your gin resurfaces. I hope that helps. Hugs. Oh, he's so gross. Um, <laughs> the agent writes back. Uh, Monday, April 27, 1998. This is his second post. He's uh, keeping it, keeping it close. Wow, thanks so much for that information. You really put my mind at ease. I'm going to take your advice and research what type of gin I have and recharge it with a box that represents its personality best. I will update you later. Nice. <laughs> Thank, Thank you so you. much, Matt. Thank you so much, Matt, as well, for the also the extra knowledge about Teleco, our favorite <laughs> air gin. <laughs> so uh yeah when this episode goes up i will post that so everyone can read it as well as the so lyrics good. for chris's um yes. Fight the future song <laughs> so <laughs> so uh first real quick uh claire what do we have for millennium next week <gasps> well parry next <laughs> week <laughs> is a little episode little episode called Somehow, Satan got behind me. That's right! That's right! It's my most anticipated episode. And if anyone has forgotten what this particular episode is about, I don't even have to look at the description, for I can tell you from my memory that it is about four de devils gather at a donut shop and swap stories about their dealings with mankind. Nice. Love it. So excited, everyone. Very excited. So, excited. so on the X... If you wanted to live tweet that, Tammy... Feel free. <laughs> we might have something special planned. You never know. Ooh. Um. So, uh, the next episode for the X Files is the beginning. So, like I said, I think I will enjoy the X Files more because I quite enjoyed the movie, and I'm gonna pretend that seasons one through five did not exist, and this is the beginning. Remix. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what this show is about, guys. I'm so excited. <laughs> Um, oh. Any thoughts on uh, what you guys think the beginning is about? I think we're starting over, ground zero. <laughs> yep. I think we're going to go back to the first episode with missing nine minutes and Scully has bumps on her back and what else happened in that first <laughs> one? Oh, and Pennywise, deadlights and, and leaves. Oh, yeah, Pennywise. Spinning around. Well, he takes over season six again. That yeah, Pennywise is going to be the big bad. He's going to be back. Um, yes. uh, Remember that Tri this is the first season filmed in Los Angeles. 
Oh. Oh, do you Uh, think Scully will have a desk then? Yes. I hope she has a desk. I like seriously, if she doesn't have a desk, fuck these dudes. (laughs) And she's gonna be like an old like his own desk. (laughs) Scully's gonna be like an old like Los Angeles gumshoe detective (laughs) in a noir movie. Nice. I'm looking forward to season six, guys. I, I get a very excited when a new season starts, yeah. and I'm looking forward to this one like I look forward to every other. I mean, what? We never had a season before this. Okay, so, <laughs> Matt, where, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me at uh, hooplecast.com, which is a podcast like this one, but it's about Deadwood. We are set to record our pilot episode five minutes ago. So by the time you hear this, we may have uh, this episode released. Okay. But we already have the introductory episode already out. Already? <laughs> yeah. Yes, the X-Files is, is winning. <laughs> um, anything else before we go, guys? Nope. Just to fight, fight, fight the future. Oh, I wish we had the lyrics so we could all sing it. <laughs> um, we will soon, and then you guys can all make it your ringtones like I'm going to. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> all right. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Buzz off. Missing you already. All of our episodes are available to download or stream at our website, introtox.com, or via iTunes and Downcast. You can email us at mail at introtox.com. Please put the episode title in the subject line and keep voice messages under two minutes or else. Join our spoiler-free Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash introtox. You can find me on Twitter at Tammy Yip or at yippodcast.com, I'llwatchthatmovie.com, and dvmpe.com. Search for Walking Dead Podcast. I'm on Twitter at B-R-A-D-C-U-P-P-L-E-S and on the Ramjack Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at MayaFire and on Etsy.com at MayaFireprints. start he follows his dream with mind and heart when it becomes a reality it's a dream come true for you and me so there's a great big beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day there's a great big beautiful tomorrow just a dream away